Hey, Lights, Camera, Barstool listeners, you can find us every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What killed the dinosaurs? Guys, I... You want to come a job with you? I'm going to make you famous, Lizzie. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do. Call the Joker, baby. <laughs> All right. Joined for the first time. We're recording this out of order by, by Kirk Minahan. Uh, Kirk, welcome, welcome to the pod for the first time. Hey, what's going on? Guys? Good to see you again, Kirk. How uh, exciting! A moment. I know, I know, you're excited. You're excited to, to to hang out with Gooch on the podcast. Oh, that's right. Jesus, I forgot. It was such an important <laughs> feud in my career. I forgot that Bob Goochman made a. I don't know how. I mean, I listen to you guys sometimes. Made a cunty face <laughs> at the uh, suggestion that somebody may be joining his fucking movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, Here though. We are. You can- what was that? What was that, Gooch? I said, "Here we are." <laughs> Fantastic response, boy. Lincoln Douglas, right here. Everyone, Go- buckle Gooch in. is Gooch is mildly responsible for Gooch is, is a major scorekeeper on the dozen, though. He, he, so What's that? Like, so it's almost like he's got a hand in your MVPs, though, on the dozen. Does he have the ability? Does you know, Does he have the ability to speak? I've listened to the show before. I'm confused. What's going on here, Gooch? Only when Jeff allows me to. Okay. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually I just search for breaks in his speaking uh, and then try to jump in. Okay. Yeah. Well, no. right. Okay. Good. Good, um, good. Let's let's talk Oscars, Kirk. I'll start with you since you're joining us. Thought I actually didn't. We, we didn't really talk too much last night about it, but kind of talk a little about Kimmel. Thoughts on the we we mentioned earlier at the top, insanely vanilla show. Yeah, <clears throat> you know it's funny they talk about how everything's trying to change and move forward and modernize. It felt to me like now the winner, obviously the movie wouldn't have won in say 1995 or 1990, but it felt like a mid 90s Oscar to me. Like yeah. Kimmel is sort of. Sort of did this crystal thing last night, like a couple of mild shots and sort of inserted himself at the beginning. And came, there was just no juice to the entire night. It just feel, and look, it's never going to change. It's always going to be three hours. And it just is. And I'm okay with that. But this is what it is. It's going to lose audience every year going forward. You know, the, I'm trying to think of the high point of the night. For me, outside of, you know, it, it, was, it was unexpected. Like every winner, I, I, you know, was... There was no shocker. There was no moment last night where I was like, wow, this is a great Academy Awards moment. It was, it's so forgettable. You know, it's four years from now, you won't remember it. You know, I, we, I think we disagree on the movie and that's okay. Like, I, I don't have a problem with that. 
But yeah. from from a actual Oscar telecast, just like I said, straight out of nineteen ninety six. I didn't I, think I it was it. funny when he brought the donkey on stage. Well, that's what I'm saying, Gooch. Like it's sort of it's it's kind of that thing. Like like oh great, like J- Billy Crystal would have, and Billy Crystal was a great Oscar host. Now I'm older, mm-hmm. so I think that. But that's exactly what Billy Crystal mm-hmm. would have done. Like, and that's what I guess what Kimmel represents now for that generation younger than you guys. I guess I don't know, but I felt you know, and then he kind of did a monologue, and he was gone for a while, and and. You know, for me anyway, uh, I've had it with these musical numbers. They go yeah. on forever and ever and ever. And the one I like the one that won. It didn't translate well live. Lady Gaga one did nothing for me. You have big stars last night as yeah. part of this. Yeah, still, huge stars. It just goes on forever and ever. And it was the first ever Triple Crown for me. I had never heard of it. Once it was nominated, I had never heard of the movie. I had never seen the movie. I had never heard of the performer. And I had never heard of the song, that Diane Warren song. I had no idea. <laughs> About any of it, and I pay attention as much as you guys do. I'm like, who? What is this? Why is this? I, I would rather just say, you know what? You know, this year is like they did with the Godfather thing, which got screwed up because it's right after Will Smith. Obviously, yeah. this year is X anniversary of whatever, and give me three minutes of footage on that, and bring out two people from that movie and have them give out an award. That's so much better. I, I don't, I don't need to see any of you know. It just they, they have no. Feel for that's forgetting the ridiculous, insane like infomercials with <laughs> Disney was, and the yeah. Warner Brothers, which was I don't even know what the hell was I don't even know what was going on. Where did the they get the money for? One it? Was the most egregious one, right? If you ask me, I don't know what the fuck that was. Still, what? Wait, wait. Though you mean the not the Little Mermaid, the weird the commercial, commercial Melissa right? McCarthy like the, was in. I, no, I'm, no I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the infomercial yeah. within the Oscars with Melissa McCarthy and and the um. In the woman who's who's starring in it, and then so I get that. So look, it's synergy. It's owned by Disney. That's I get it. It's it's weird. I get it. And, and if, what's that? Who's that? Somebody, sorry, I no, it wasn't me. I did hear something oh, too. No, no, the Warner Brothers won. Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, Gooch, you just said it. For they they've been canceling movies for tax write offs. Like, did Disney give them a free spot? Yeah. What was my theory on it? I forget. It was like uh, Disney wanted to do one of those commercials bad, so they can get a stock bump. So they were just like, yeah, you know what? Everybody gets to do one, so that way we don't look like we're losing integrity. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for Universal. I was like, there's got to be a Universal one. Like, there's got to be something else. It was just so fucking weird. Is and, and are, they, are, they, is, are they paying for that? Are they paying the Academy? Are they paying a, like I don't like all of a sudden Morgan Freeman and uh, Margot and she obviously Barbie's a, a Warner Brothers movie, right? It was yeah. in that montage. They Which were coming out. He referenced it. He, yeah, she had right, all these right. great roles. Right. Uh, Barbie, yeah. this unreleased movie. <laughs> and I guess and maybe in twenty twenty three going forward, that's how the Academy has to make how this stays on network television. I have no idea, but it was mm. really bizarre. Super fucking I, I liked all the commercials for fucking Autodesk, which is just an AutoCAD for, for movie makers. They kept making that Autodesk commercial. Very like, anybody baseball. like who's watching that is like I'm. It's like a ten thousand dollar program. It's expensive someone, shit. Someone said this, and I, I they were like, there was something off about this year's broadcast, and they couldn't quite put a finger on it. And I completely agree with that. There was just like the commercials. It was just just it's odd. It all seemed a little like almost a little drugged. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. I'll say this. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know where you're going to go next. Uh, I like him. I know all you guys like him. I talked about this on my show earlier today. Uh, Brendan Fraser? Fraser. 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 Yeah. Fraser, yes. I like him. 
a lot. I'm glad I'm, I'm finally one. I didn't, the movie didn't do much for me, but like he is to the point where he gives these awards. Like he is so surprised he's winning these Academy awards and these other awards. Like you can't be that surprised. You were nominated. <laughs> you were there. It was almost like they woke him up from like, like it was like he switched bodies, like a freaky Friday thing. Like you, you were the huge favorite to win this or whatever the co-favorite. It's not that shocking. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know me, I criticize everything, but it was, it was fine. The winning, the winning speeches were fine. Yeah. yeah. I think some of the choices in, in 30, 40 years from now may not be great uh, for these winners, but that's okay. I mean, that, look, I'm, I'm the same age. My dad was when Pulp Fiction came out. And my dad had no idea what Pulp Fiction. Like, no, he was just like, I don't know what this is. And I thought it was great. Everything here we're all at once, I think, is now one of these movies where I'm like, oh, all right. This probably isn't for me. I'm getting a little older now. But that's okay. Like, you know, it, it just it just didn't land for you. But, but, you know, the fact that it's like one of the most honored movies in the history of the Academy Awards, to me, especially yeah. above the line, doesn't feel like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or Silence of the Lambs to me. But yeah, obviously, it was a different like night it- last night. How many? How many were ahead of it in terms of overall Oscars? One is it five, seven, one, seven. seven? I know Slumdog won eight. I remember that was the most. It's it's I the most. Since I, Slumdog. Do, I do like that That's it was like yeah, kind yeah. of the Academy embracing like a weirder movie and like how they can like those movies are good too versus like you know fucking Green Book or whatever bullshit ass like social messaging movie that like they was Oscar bait. You know what I mean? Like it was an original. Sure creative sure. movie and like that is the type of stuff that should be getting award love and not the stuff that's built specifically to win an award i none of us here none of the five of us were like big all quiet in the western front no, fans, right? it, like, i think we all up. landed pretty like it's fine i, I, I liked it, it, it uh, yeah it, it was in my top 10 it was in my top 10 my favorite book of the year i i really enjoyed it great book only three movies won multiple awards last night everything ever all once all quiet and the whale <laughs> Makeup and uh, best actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. A twenty four swept the uh, they swept the majors. The uh, I guess that's what you'd call it: best director, best picture, best actor, best actors, mm-hmm. supportings. They got them all. Which is pretty I nuts. The strange thing, just one last broadcasting. The strange thing last night they've never done before, where they paired the nominee, uh, the presenters together to give out the acting awards at the same time. Which I thought yeah. was a weird flow. And I, I think, look, I get the reason why they had two people out there with the whole Will Smith thing. I think they had Halle Berry out there uh, with yeah. Chastain, maybe. But like the start of the show, you had two people coming out giving. First of all, they said the first award they would give out was supporting actor. It wasn't. They gave out something before that. Yeah. And then they brought out um, two. And I was like, oh, they're doing this at the same time. It's just the, the timing of it. They could never. I think they never got Somebody else was supposed to present, too, I think. And they had COVID and had to drop late. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Right. Yeah. yeah. I really wish, like, her and the Oscars, I, man. I feel like I Kimmel like, was yeah. very tame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it's not that type of show, but I would love if it was just somebody actually bitingly funny. Like, it's not a Gervais type thing, but Gervais hosting it and being, like, legitimately funny and, and like, aggressive towards these, like, not phony phonies, but, like, you know, these very high society people. I think that would have been way more fun than Kimmel making, like, 500 of these very mild, mild digs and what hung over everything was the story of the year in movies was a guy who wasn't there last night yeah who's not being there is just i I don't know if it's a camera either jim i actually didn't really jim right yeah so no camera cruz and kimmel Kimmel have a relationship they've done a lot like 
you know, you kind of figured Cruz would be part of the joke all night. He might actually be playful for once. I don't know if it was his concerns about jokes or being, or Nicole Kidman. I have no idea, but it was really, Top Gun was the story of the year. Like what, yeah. you know, in, in the movie's not made for best picture. He's not there. For, they did make a really Scientology weird. joke. Maybe that was the the trade-off. Hey, you know, Tom Cruise or make the Elron Hubba Hubba joke. Or yes. one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Only only to be taught by the Malala Land joke. There, I mean, I I there was g- Malala. Great stuff. Too a much lot of Malala. Malala. <laughs> like it's 2023. Uh, you know what was weird yeah. too, James Cameron not being there. He was the butt of almost every joke, I feel like, for Cameron. Like he had 15 lined up for James Cameron versus anybody else. It's like what's the big deal with James Cameron? Like, yeah, you make a couple of jokes here and there. Why is he the punching bag all night for making what? The third highest grossing movie of all time, getting people into the theaters? That- it is funny because it's like what you said, Kirk. It's like maybe it was like for a reason for a joke, but he did dip into the most cliche well on both Cruz and Cameron, where it's like it's Scientology, then it's Jim Cameron has yeah. a big ego. Like that's right. that's the, yeah. the cliche bit he, every he time. He's a wife guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Bad at marriage. Um, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really to, to just – nothing shocking. Almost all the mm-hmm. favorites held for the most part. Um, the only like kind of odd – what? I was going to ask, do you guys think there was like a message from up top to pull back like politically? Because like usually these Oscar things, they go way over the top. Like there's yeah. political messaging on every single acceptance speech presentation. It didn't feel like there was a ton of that at all. Like there was some here and there, but that was that was the that was the max from Jimmy Kimmel. One George Santos joke. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a coincidence, though. I, I'm because you're right, but every so often, every few years, there'll be one where it's like, "Wow, they, they like nobody came up there and talked about deforestation or some shit." Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like all have... the speeches were generally uh, about the films, which is nice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, I think the only like kind of crazy one that went against t- the typical models is Capel and Chet not winning Best Actress. The BAFTAs usually is the indicator for that award, like very mm-hmm. strongly. Um, she didn't win. BAFTA indicates actor too, but it's kind of hard to judge actors here because Brendan Fraser just didn't go to the Globes for obvious yep. reasons. Right. Um, so everything else kind of kind of held form. Nothing crazy, but I think kind of like where were you, Stan Kirk? And I tweeted this last night. Even if you didn't love everything ever at once, it is like refreshing to see like oh, yeah, inventive something different. Like I, so, no, we'll for see. sure, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think anybody's going to look back and say this was a, a classic. No, best pick, like you know, one of the great movies of all. It's been a long time since we've had one of those. No doubt about it, classic yeah. best picture winners. So, what do you think was the last one? Oh, like Parasite. Parasite <sighs> felt like a runaway. Not, I guess leading I into mean, it, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's yeah, not that's even not classic, like though. Me, but I love Parasite is like is all time, but I mean, I would go maybe go back to No Country. Yeah. I mean, I know that's. I was thinking Slumdog the next year. Yeah, which I yeah, I guess maybe. I mean, I, I know a lot of people think Twelve Years a Slave is is a great, you know. I, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's not exactly that a movie you watch. Like no, but I'm just saying. But I'm just saying a great, you know, a great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't even put it that way. But I'm just thinking of you know. I, I don't know, but yes, the last couple of years, Jesus Christ, what there, there was a run. Oh, yeah, oh, the Departed, No Country, then Slumdog seems like yeah, we may not fair. go on with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's been a long time, but maybe distance will will make us think that way about it. It wasn't shocking, but I'm still like, just because of like the odds going into it. But Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress, like, what the fuck, man? Like, she was the third best supporting actress in her own movie. And there was other supporting actresses in other movies that were better than her. She was like a bit character 
in the movie. Like it just makes no sense to me at all. These things, you know, it is like stories start to get momentum. Like the Jamie Lee Curtis story meant way more to the voters than they wanted to see her win and do her thing. And I mean, I would have voted for, I actually thought Carrie Condon had a chance to win last. Me too. I, I, I thought she was, was going to be upset. Mm-hmm. I was going to. I was. I was hoping she was going. She was great. I mean, that movie won nothing. Correct? Did not nothing. win anything. Completely. Yeah. Elvis yeah, got shut out. That got shut. The Fablemans win anything? No. Right? Elvis zero for eight. Loser. Boz no. Lerman. Bozo Lerman. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Bad, bad loser, loser man. man. <laughs> this shit movie. Yeah. I. I. I thought Banshees would get an upset, maybe with Carrie Condon, or get. Because you know, every now and then they'll give screenplays a consolation prize, but right. didn't get that. Women talking, and I lo- look. I, I mean, I'm maybe in the minority. I like, I love the Fablemans, and you yeah, know, I did too. For Spielberg to direct like a pretty dark, actually kind of crazy, yeah. introspective movie and have it land. First of all, no one to see it, yeah. and then it won no Oscars. Is just after last year, West Side Story, kind of the same thing. Uh, no one went to see it. Like obviously that. Like there's another sign, like a mark, uh, the the like it's this completely generation now. Things have totally changed. Which mm-hmm. I need to just make another blockbuster. I, I you know what I mean? I need before. to make a movie that isn't the post or something introspective or something like you know what I mean? Because he's his directorial style yeah. is so distinct and so built for that big screen experience. I just need that movie again. And like West Side Story had that to a degree for sure, but like that's not a blockbuster. That's yeah, not a blockbuster movie. You know what I mean? I need. To, I want. I would really just love to see that from him again. Right. And no. None of that weird minority I, reporter, artificial intelligence, weird filtered bullshit. Keep that, keep that in the back pocket forever. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that before we started recording. Like, I, I wonder if I would take the under on like half an Oscar for Steven Spielberg the rest of his career because he, I feel like he's been really trying for that next one. Like, he's made a lot of big attempts. He keeps getting nominated. He got nominated for I think War Horse, Lincoln. West Side Story and now this. I feel like if there was ever a movie that was set up for him to win the Oscar, it was probably the Post this got one. a few. And, like all uh, of them got nominated. Yeah, that's I mean, the thing. I, he he's basically put out nothing but great movies. I mean, he had you know every so often he'll have a bad one, but even his like if he sets his movies, own standard, and he's not. If, I don't think he's met that standard. Other than like probably Fableman's and West Side Story, he had like a weird gap. He had a ten year gap where he didn't really meet yeah. that. I feel like if if we're giving out legacy awards to Jamie she, Lee Curtis, yeah, though. I'm, does not deserve a <laughs> legacy award. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, and he's won two, so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he's also, man, he's probably, what, 77 or 78, so mm-hmm. time's running out. But I, I actually agree with Kat. Like, I don't need to see him make any more of these Oscar kind of, uh, go make, like, time's running out. Go make, a, there were rumors he was going to direct that mm-hmm. Superman movie a few months ago. Like, go do something like that. Go put your input. To me, the, the scene when Michelle Williams was kind of dancing around and they kind of realized <laughs> how nuts she was, The first, it was like, directing that nobody else does so i mean yeah he's still the best out there so i'd like to see that instead of you know the fucking post like i just eight thousand directors mm-hmm. can direct the post you know i i did think his west side story was one of the like his best and that's the thing he job. can do things that no other done. director can do which is yeah. why i'd like him to do things that no other director can do direct subjects that no other director can do don't don't do fucking up, up jump documentary this episode of lights camera bar so brought to you by game time uh, game time, the absolute best way to get tickets for any event uh, created by fans for fans. Ticketing app that makes it easier than ever to score last minute deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows. We have all on this podcast used game time. Me personally, Rose Bowl recently saw a great Texas basketball game. Uh, took down Iowa State. They're two seed in the tournament now. Uh, Springsteen tickets. 
game time is a great way to get those tickets for events you want to go to last minute. NCAA tournament coming up. Maybe you live in one of the cities where the tournament's going to be. Use game time because game time is going to be the place to get those tickets, whether you do it at the last second or you're planning ahead, maybe for the final four, baseball season coming around. Download the game time app or go to the website, enter email and redeem code LCB for $20 off your first purchase on game time. Get rid of that hassle. Enjoy the game. The purchase process is so quick and easy. Transferring tickets is insanely easy. Game time is the number one spot to go to get tickets for anything, not just sporting events, concerts, Broadway shows, all of that, and more. Thank you to Game Time. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Bars, episode 86, season two. Jeff D. Lowe, Ken Jack, Chris, Gooch. Coming at you. I got a new camera, by the way, and it really makes my eyes look just beet red. It's very weird. Uh, coming at you post-Oscars. I think we're coming out a little early. We're coming out on Monday, uh, as opposed to early Tuesday drop, just because the Oscars, uh, the 95th annual Oscars, not really exciting whatsoever. Some cool stuff. Pretty We're chunk. very happy about a lot of it, but nothing crazy, very vanilla milk toast Oscars, which is not that shocking post Will Smith, Chris Rock. Uh, the funnest stuff happened in the pre-show, like Ashley Graham fucking up that interview with uh, Hugh Grant. Did she fuck that up? with Dick. Yeah, he was, she didn't understand what he was saying. He's like, oh, this whole pre-show thing is very Vanity Fair. And like he's talking about the book. And the book is about like how pretentious and like shallow high society is. And she's like, oh, yeah, the after party. It's going to yeah, be so much awkward. fun. It's pretty tough. <laughs> I, okay, I think she was largely not that great. I think Vanessa Hudgens has gotten like pretty solid at the carpet. She should have been the number one option. Yeah, I still don't know why ABC is not using their actual like interview talent like they used to. Very odd. Yeah. I don't get that. That shift happened, I think, after I left. Because most of the people who produce, they do a great job producing it. It's the people that produce GMA. Most of them produce the Oscars pre-show, uh, which is not really connected to the Academy at all. Like, the Academy worked a completely different production, um, like very different production. But uh, Ashley Graham was awful in other interviews. But she was the Vanity Fair kind of was tough. But Hugh Grant was a dick. He was. He didn't give her much to work with. To be fair. And it, the other ones are bad me, dudes. Like she, she did the same bullshit to Pedro Pascal. The whole fucking um, uh, oh, you know dude. people love you. You should download TikTok. All the girls love you there. Like shut dude, up, dude. He's gonna so he's, sick of this. He's gonna quit doing like public. He's gonna be a hermit. Yeah, he's dude. he's got to be sick of that shit. He's gonna become a hermit. It's, and then they made him say <laughs> my year of dicks. On um, like oh, he gets to present at the Oscars and they make him say something sexual. Unbelievable. Yeah. That was the biggest. We're going to get the 16-year-old girls on Twitter and Tumblr riled up. We're going to put them up there with Elizabeth Olsen, Mommy mm-hmm. and Daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Lame. <laughs> the, uh, I was about to play, like, fucking Charlie D'Amelio present. The the, the show in general was, was <laughs> I, I think, fine. We'll, we'll talk more about it. We have Kirkman and coming in in a little while. We'll talk more about just the Oscars in general. We're going to do a draft, too, of the worst Oscar bait movies, uh, which – doesn't necessarily mean – so the, this is how the draft will work. It's got to be a bad movie, like critically and audience pan for the most part. But it's a movie that either got very few nominations and was propped up to be a nomination king or just stunk and got nothing, um, which which I think a good example – I don't, I don't want to say examples. Ken mm. Jack's licking his chops to draft Babylon. <laughs> Cannot wait. It's on my list. I can't. I'm not going to lie. Example. That is, so that is a good example. I, li- I, I went back and 
I didn't finish it, but I watched the first half and you didn't finish I, it. No, you can't. No, 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 no retroactive <laughs> stick sucking Babylon. If you only couldn't get through the full fucking movie and it's three hour runtime, dude, I can't call it bad. It's good. That, it that, good six watches to get through it. It's great. That yeah, oh, it's pretty good if you don't if you don't watch it as a movie and you watch it as a two part miniseries. That scene on set gets me got me fired up. I mean, that's like one. That's one of the best scenes of the past like five years. That's so awesome. Diamond in a turd. Speaking of turds, by the way, 65 stinks. We're not. Oh, yeah, no. Has anyone seen it? No. No, I just saw the reviews of it. Pretty bad. Movie sucks ass. Apparently, we're doing doing Scream this week. 65 sucks. (laughs) The movie. That that stinks, man. Sucks. I really wanted that to be good and to be like the revival of dinosaur movies outside of the Jurassic World. They're, They're great methodical creatures. No, you methodical no. creature. Uh, we're not doing that. We're our not, sister no, not letting us do that. <laughs> that was very funny. The one, the one. Chris got the one lick in. They were moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into it. We have a lot to get to today. Don't want to have like a four-hour episode, though. It's the Oscars. I feel like we have an excuse to go a little longer. Uh, let's just start off the top though with the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, it's really the only news trailer, news item, or anything. You know, it's it's just. <laughs> So they so they did they did two weird. We'll talk about the Warner Brothers thing when we talk about the Oscars. That was fucking weird. Uh, very 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 weird. The Warner Brothers thing was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen during the Oscars, and that includes the Will Smith slap. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Halle Bailey they came up on stage and they introduced the Little Mermaid trailer, which was fucking weird. Though so again, really weird. It's ABC Disney, so whatever. Like yeah. it's it's not like that crazy. That that trailer, man, oh man, dude, tough, bad, big stinker. Like this has nothing to do with how because a lot of people are already writing it off because like Halle Bailey's black Correct. and Ariel can't be black. But that this has nothing to do with that. It looks terrible. Like the color, the color grading. Like if I notice bad CGI, that's when you have an issue. Like it yeah. looks terrible. I think the color grading is the is is worth yes. the bad. Like. The bad CGI, I feel like in the end, you're like, whatever, it's fucking, it's fish talking. But the the color grading, it just, oh, it looks so bland. Someone said to me, mm-hmm. they're like, do you think this is like an issue with water? Because like Aquaman also had terrible CGI. But I'll defend Aquaman because it was very colorful. Like that, that shit yeah. was bright. Like that was a very yeah. fun color palette. This is, it's a children's movie. What, where's the color? I will say that the one positive coming out of that trailer, because it did, it just looked bad real bad as far as just like the visual style of it but the singing of Halle bailey sounded amazing like yeah. she's a really yeah. good singer and like that's that's the big that's the big positive i'm sure the soundtrack for this is going to go crazy but like that man dude they just they're the biggest like media conglomerate in the fucking planet and they can't figure out a consistent cgi like that it seems like it should be the yeah. easiest thing like you're doing some indie thing and you're trying to make a big project like yeah you should be struggling to get cgi to work but fuck man you have like infinite reserves of money. Figure it out. Like get buy every studio that exists and have them work for you. Christ. Or or just don't make the movie. Cause like who who gives a shit? No, because it's gonna make money even if it looked like absolute dog shit. Visually, it looks like the inside of a toilet bowl. Like it is one of the most <laughs> visually ugliest trailers. Of, it's the reverse avatar. So like and I'm with you, Gooch, because even I feel like in a certain way. 
the CG for this is set up to fail because it's coming like right off the backs of Way of Water. So it's like no matter what, it's gonna kind of look weird. It but it, it looks it looks like a fake trailer, dude. I'm sorry. Like everything about it just seems so manufactured and phony and fake and lame. And my guess is that Melissa McCarthy and this uh, what's a Haley Bailey chick, they're probably gonna be good in the movie. But oh god, this enough with these. Have any of them been Jungle Book was good. Any of these live action Disney mm. movies have been good. Uh, Aladdin is the closest one to it, in my opinion. And like Jungle Cruise, even like that is the one opportunity they had to not use a lot of CGI, and they still used a ton of CGI. Yeah. Like, I they like didn't Beauty need and the to. Beast. I like Beauty and the Beast. Really? Wow. Yeah. I like the I songs from Beauty and the Beast more than yes. anything. Yeah, I really like Dan like Stevens. I wish he was in more stuff. Yeah. And the Mul- Mulan was shocking. Literally, no, no one has ever said mm. that until you just now. Ah, uh, Ken Jack has said it. <laughs> He's crazy. Yes, you're you're, you're the you're the you're the only two people who like Dan Stevens. Who you doesn't watched, like Dan Stevens? He's a great actor. Legion. We've watched Legion. Dude, <laughs> he's insanely good in Legion. Dude, he's really good. Like he's fantastic. And what's another one? He's in this really good horror he movie too. He was good too. in Eurovision. Um, he was fucking hilarious. And sorry, I'm sorry. I'm a pain on Dan Stevens. Uh, yeah, I don't guess, know. I, guess, pretty good. It's, it's just one of those trailers that just you can you can kind of tell. You can tell with Pinocchio. Different production value, though. Different production level, which actually kind of makes it fucking worse. The, the Peter Pan movie looks better than this, and it's getting the Disney Plus yeah. release. I think yeah. it looks better. Like it, And I actually have more faith that it'll probably end up being better. Just Well, it's a better director. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, I don't trust Rob Marshall either. Yeah. Just the, the flounder. The flounder fish. What did they do to him? It just Fuck looks him. like a... He just looks like a fish, which, like, of course he does. But you know what I mean? Like, he just – it looks terrible. It looks like a PS2 – little PS2 fish. It's the, it's that uncanny valley where the, it it's fake, but it looks fake. Like, not not in a way where it's, like, acceptable, like, suspension rather, of belief CGI. Yeah, I'd rather him just be, like, super cartoony. Right. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog. Like mm. – Like – Rob Marshall did Chicago and then Memoirs of a Geisha and now just has this unlimited fucking what are you showing us? The fish. The glorious Flounder. screen. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. It looks, looks terrible. Bad flounder. He did Chicago Memoirs of a Geisha and now Rob Marshall's has this like like then he did Pirates in the Caribbean Stranger Tides Into the Woods oh. which was fucking let down. Mary Poppins Returns which was like whatever. Um, he did, did he do nine? I thought he did nine. He did nine. Yeah. And now he's done the Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Ken Jack, uh, you can also go on YouTube, go to Barstool Sports, check out stool scenes. You want to see Ken Jack and I at Disney World? Mm-hmm. Uh, give, give us, give us, give us a quick top three rides at Disney World. First time in Disney. First time. In, you, you, your, your opinion change. I mean, not that you hated Disney World, but once you're there, it's you kind of get lost in it. Yeah, no, I just I never went because me and my brothers weren't like Disney. Like we didn't we don't fuck with Mickey. I still don't fuck with Mickey. I mean, don't tell him I said that. I still don't fuck with him or any of his rides or any of his little merch, any of that shit. Um, but like it's still like we just never went for that reason. But like it is super goddamn fun, and I think my rides order is by a massive gap. Guardians of the Galaxy number really? one. That was the coolest ride ever. Oh yeah, not in my close. life. That was. Fuck. By far, it was Fuck. it was the coolest roller coaster experience I've ever had in my entire goddamn life. Uh, and then after that, would probably the 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 Avatar um, was it Flight of Passage? That yeah. was really cool. 
them spraying all the smells in your air in your face like smelling dirt and sea seawater like yeah we were, crazy. we were you get all the smell that ken just oh. like oh, that avatar badissi smell he's like let's fucking yeah. go <laughs> the badissi smell of my banshee was so it was crazy <laughs> uh and what's the try to think of what number three would be Try to think what the next craziest one. Like we did what Big Thunder twice. That was a fun one. Yep, that was like a nice and easy. An OG. One. I like that one. Yeah, that was pretty fun. The Worst Pirates ride are... though. Before we before we move on. Worst ride. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean by far. <laughs> that, that thing. What a creepy goddamn ride that is. Like the most uncanny valley ass robots that I've ever seen in my life. They're just sitting there and they're like they're like they're like eighty five percent human looking and just like that. 15% just like really fucks with my head watching it. And it was just, you know, a slow ride looking for Jack Sparrow, I guess. It's one of those, it's, it's so fucking old. And when they released it, it was amazing. But now it's one of those things where they just keep it how it is because it was so amazing back then. They were supposed to be amazed at how amazing it was when it was released. And then there's just like a couple Jack Sparrow that look significantly newer throughout the ride. Yeah. And yeah, a Barbosa that always scary. kind of looks like Barbosa. You're like, what? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah the, if you bit. go to Disney and you go to Epcot, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is fucking amazing. It's three minutes long, too, which is long for Disney. And it, it hits you with a G at the end. It's fucking cool. And there's six different songs they give you, so you can never know what song you're going to. It was awesome. It, it, was, it, was, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Land, very cool, too. Um, you got Disco yeah, Inferno. That was cool. Oh, Rise of the Resistance might be... That might have been number three. That's number three, not Big Thunder. I almost I forgot about Galaxy's Edge. I almost feel like it's a totally different part. Ken Jack was was banging on the doors with his Song of the South shirt on, saying, "Open up, Splash yeah, Mountain! What, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on! Oh, the, oh, we did write off Space Mountain. Space Mountain and Disneyland very good. The version of Disney yes. World is it's like someone put, throws an anvil on your back. It hurts so fucking bad. <laughs> um, that that ride needs to be fixed." So that's that's Disney. Check that out on Barcelona Sports YouTube. Uh, the Last of Us and Mandalorian. Uh, we'll start with Mandalorian. That's right. You got a lightsaber. You got Qui. He got Qui Gon's lightsaber. Did you guys see the the new one? So heavy. Yeah, they have like new. Yeah, what the fuck? Actual lightsabers. The day after we leave, basically. There was not enough of a pop for that in the crowd when they showed it. That's they're like fucking South by Southwest. So that's they were like, it's like. What? That's the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. They were been waiting on the technology for 50 years. Yeah, they they were updating their their Twitter name to be at SXXW. So they were fucking busy for that. Yeah, that was the new new lightsabers are crazy. Last of Us and Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian, we can go on quick. Mandalorian was just a fucking blast this past week. Just again, just another fun episode. Katie Sackhoff's great as Bo Katan. Um, we we, yeah. we still saw at the end the, the mythosaur, which is not great if you have a lisp. No, the uh, mythosaur. That's the last time I'll be saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, the big Mando beast. Uh, is that what? Is that what it was? I didn't. I don't know what that yeah. is. Can you ex- explain? That's that the symbol me? of Mandalore, man. Oh, like, you know okay. The, the, okay. Whenever that's you have like a bounty of Mandalorian thing, it's like little God. horns. I was like, uh, damn, they got Cthulhu up in here, which she doesn't really believe. Cthulhu. <laughs> she doesn't really believe like that is why it's so shocking the Bo-Katan because that's not like she doesn't believe in like all like the, the mythology and, and like, you know like you know her takes her helmet off she's like you guys are fucking weirdos we've talked about that by the way Din Djarin is still a fucking freak like he's still like, like a <laughs> mm-hmm. weirdo religious freak yep Good that's the funniest thing. That's the that's why I don't like him saying the dad puns like oh, that's using your head. It's like, dude, you're he's a religious psychopath 
cultist. Like, come on, he's, man. He's becoming a soft. He's just he's becoming he's accepting his role as a father. And that's where the dad jokes are coming. in. You know, I don't think he'd call him a softy if he's traveling to a dead poison planet with his child to bathe in the lake, <laughs> the waters of Lake Minnetonka or whatever. Like, you can't you're not a softy. I'm sorry. Mandalorian has to always know where he is. Get a known map. This is what a map looks like. <laughs> right there. That's a moon. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching him how to use a map. <laughs> uh, good, though. I don't think anyone had any complaints, right? Pretty. The, mm-hmm. uh, I did think one thing, and I think it might have just been because you guys were at Disney, but when uh, Grogu's like escaping from the from the mines to go get Bogotan, that was like a straight up Disney ride. <laughs> like, I'll be shocked mm-hmm. if something like that doesn't end up at a, at a Disney park when he's like going through the little like tunnels. Those creatures were cool. Things too. were popping like up. Out of yeah. Abominable snowman things were sick. That was a what, cool new what creature. What was that? Uh, you guys might know the like the robo, like the one eyed like robo creature. I have no new, clue. Brand it was new. really cool though. Okay. Really cool creature. Yeah. That was a, it was like something out of like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. had like a little grievous to it too. The way it walked and everything. That was kind of cool. How much would that take you out of this show if that had just been like General Grievous reincarnated? I was uh, thinking that in my head for a minute. Like I was like, I was like, what could they have done uh, there? That would, that would have been the worst. No, yeah, no, thank just you. No. Big crab monster. Also, Din Djarin, he's he's uh, just not a good fighter. Let's <laughs> call it what it is. He gets mm-hmm. rocked every single time. Like he's just getting his shit rocked. I did like him. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a purposeful shout out, but it did look very similar to the uh, Return of the Jedi scene when they were getting all bound up by the Ewoks and they're just sitting there just like, <laughs> please help me. Yeah, like, that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, no, good. Excited for the next one. No idea where it's going to go. I mean, I think we know it's going to be the siege the, the of them taking Mandalore, but uh, very excited. The myths are obviously going to be the big next step in this show. Uh, also, the cave beast, very cool. Last of Us. Let's go. Let's give a grade on Last of Us here. Last of Us finale. We'll start with the video game boys. We'll go to myself and Chris. Uh, Ken Jack. Last of Us wraps up. First season in the books. Kind of crazy. Um, Mando here. Well, Succession in a few weeks. Very excited to start talking Succession. Um, what do you give a final mm-hmm. grade? So let's let's we'll, we'll throw a number grade on it. What do you give the Last of Us season one? Um, I would give it like a, I don't know, like nine and a half out of 10, like uh, 95 out of a hundred. Um, really, really liked the, the season. There's only like one episode that I think I even had remotely a problem with. And again, it's all relative and it's the, the flashback one. Um, because I felt like that, like they, de- they had developed, um, the character value, like f- fair enough at that point where they didn't need a full episode break on it. But either way, I think that finale was awesome. It did the actual finale of the game. Uh, justice it was great. And I would recommend if you haven't played the game before, just pay attention to everything that happened in that episode because it it, it is important in the next season. Um, so just make sure you like clue in on everything. Great. I think they, they did a good job showing like that dark side of Joel. That's like, I will do you mess with my queen. God forbid you. I will raise hell. Like one of those shirts. You know what I mean? Yes. God forbid you disrespect my queen. Um, I, I loved seeing that side of Joel in live action. Uh, and it was just sick. They did it. They did an awesome job this entire season. I think with both the doing justice to the characters and giving this like a production value that it deserves because like doing post apocalypse is like either it looks like dog shit or great. Like either you're doing 28 days later where you actually shut down 
the entirety of like a section of London to show that it's real and like fucking like looks like an actual real apocalypse or you're going to look like some dog shit like Army of the Dead or whatever. So like I like how real it looked. I really appreciated that about this show and how they recreated so much so many great moments of the game, including the giraffe moment, um, which is always big in the game, too. That was really sick. So big fan. Oh, um, yeah, I'd probably come in at like a eight and a half, nine out of ten. Um, it really was like textbook. Like I could see, you know, filmmakers, showrunners in the future. They're looking to adapt something, especially in like the video game world. This is the blueprint. Like you pay homage to the source material and you respect the source material, but you make it your own. Um, they didn't waste time. I see some people complaining like, they didn't waste time doing the loots, like, you know, sneaking around looting. It's like, that doesn't work in a TV show. You would get bored. They do that twice. You'd be bored to death of them, like, scrounging shit together to build. Um, I would have liked to see more action through the season. Maybe yeah. just a few more clickers. Um, yeah, I'd be agree with that. It, it, it's a cool creature. It's something, you know, you'd want to see more of. But I, I could see them, you know, leaning harder into it next season. They've said that they're going to deviate quite a bit from the last of us part two um so interested to see how that turns out but outside that i mean this was a fantastic season of television early in the year um i thought pedro pascal nailed it um he's he's perfect joel i mean that's a perfect casting ellie came into her own uh start out maybe a little rocky maybe people didn't know if she's gonna be right for it or not and then i think she pretty much shut everybody up last two episodes like she is made ellie her own character um and it's awesome. I mean, him him going through that hospital scene and just mowing down people was so fucking cool. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, I loved it. Really good show. Nineties for me. I mean, what we don't really rate TV, but I'd say ninety four ish. It's it's that good. It maybe had like one little lull and dip, and even its lulls and dips were very fucking good. So not much more to tack on than that. Um, I, I do. Th- I, I think the castings were probably the best thing that they did in, in the lead roles. And then that it is kind of it's one of those things where you almost don't recognize it enough. Where like if the castings were better, that could have been one of the worst fucking shows. Like just nothing worse than a bad kid and or young person and adult dynamic in a movie or TV show. Uh, what's the movie with? Not that it's not that it's bad. What's the movie with? What was the? What was the recent like? Hasn't Dave Bautista done like five movies where he's like the adult and then there's just like a kid sidekick? Uh, Spy. Uh, Stuber. Spy. Stu- no, Stu- Stuber was with uh, Kumail Nanjiani, right? My Spy. My, my Spy. spy. Yeah. Um, I saw like My Spy. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was, I'm, just, I'm just trying to rack in my brain like recent like adult and kid pairings. But yeah, no, it, it, it was awesome. The Last of Us lived up to the hype. Um, it's probably the best video. Uh, yeah, it's probably the best video game adapt- adaptation of anything ever. And it's like kind of mm-hmm. not even close. Sorry, sorry, Dwayne Johnson. It's no longer rampage. rampage. <laughs> hey, oh, he can man. hit it. He can hit it five hundred off the tee, though. Can I, can Pedro Pascal yeah, do that? Don't forget. I remember I, I did that. I went go, uh, to the driving range and I recreated that exact Instagram. And I don't think anyone got it, but it was just for me. Sometimes you got to make yourself laugh yeah. with a Dwayne the Rock Johnson Instagram sometimes reference. Sometimes you do, uh, Chris. Final score on The Last of Us. Final thoughts as we as we wrap it up. I don't know, like eighty five. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was, I'll be real. I, I'm, I'm actually, well, it, not actually. This is unsurprising. I wasn't crazy about the finale. I, I thought I really expected them to do like pull a Mandalorian and, you know, and kind of knock it out of the park. 
I do think the show has run into a little bit of the issue that I was worried it would run into, which is, man, it's a lot of fucking walking and talking. Uh, I, I really, I really think when, by the time we get to season two, I'm with you. Like there needs to be a much greater focus on the clickers and, and the action, because I, I felt like this, this probably could have been closer to seven or eight episodes as opposed to nine, but uh, th- there's for the record, there's nothing bad. Like I, I enjoy yeah. the show a whole lot. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Like, I think it has potential to be even better uh, because they got uh, the most basic parts, right? I really like these characters and I love these performances. Um, but I, I do feel like the front half of the season was better than the back half of the season. They also, I'm excited to see them take the, the, the next season and deviate from the game. I think they have the right team for that too. I just trust Craig Mazin. Like I, I just, it's just one of those things where like, if they're going to deviate from a game, which also is kind of uh, divisive by all accounts, again, have not played it, uh, but I do know the kind of backstory around um, yeah, that, I'm, that I'm game. I'm tempted to go pick it up and play it. I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see what, what people hate so much about it. Like the people what, who do dislike it. Too? Yeah. The people who do dislike Here's, it. I, I, is it is it gameplay related or is it? <laughs> no, gameplay is awesome. If not okay. from the first one, if you ask me, so then I kind of um, want to play it even more now. There's just there's story choices, some of which are like uh, Gamergate type complaints, which are like not real, <laughs> and then the other ones are like um, other ones are like more legitimate. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the game a lot. The second one, it was significantly be- like people act like it was going to be the biggest piece of dog shit ever, like based on the reviews and everything. And then I got it, and I was like, "This is fun. This is like a, a longer version of the first game that has better actual gameplay." Long? I don't know about that. Then I can't do long <laughs> games anymore. It's a long ass game. Uh, that is the Last of Us. This episode brought to you by Rocket Money. That's right, Rocket Money, which we have talked about for a long ass time, and I use Rocket Money quite frequently. It used to be called Truebill, uh, personal finance app. That helps find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitor your spending, helps lower your bills, all that and more. With Rocket Money, you can quickly identify and cancel all of those things that you're paying for that you do not want. I just found out because of Rocket Money, I was paying for a fucking subscription to the Los Angeles Times. The LA Times. I was paying like 15 bucks a month or some nonsense. Uh, Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. Uh, Could be a streaming service. Could be something like going and paying for the LA Times. I don't know why I was doing that. But Rocket Money, help me identify it. Help me get rid of it. Help me cancel it automatically. They let you know when a big charge is coming up as well. Maybe you want to get rid of something for the time being. Uh, stop throwing away your money. Cancel on one of subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket Money, R-O-C-K-E-T money.com slash lights. That's rocketmoney.com slash lights. Rocketmoney.com slash lights. Next up, Scream 6. Uh, which I'm definitely going to start with Ken Jack here because I, I don't I don't know if Ken Jack despises it. Um, hmm. Scream, he's the last to see it out of the four of us. Scream six, uh, scream, which is now it makes me hate the fact that Scream five is just Scream. Scream, yeah. Well, um, retroactively <laughs> slap a five on it. Four survivors of the Ghostface murders leave Woodsboro behind for a fresh start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. Uh, many returning people from the last uh, movies, movie slash movies. Uh, Melissa Barrera is back. But I, I thought she was. I, I thought she was kind of better in this movie than the, than the previous yeah. one. <laughs> Way better. Um, if if the Oscars invented a most improved player award like the nba i think she takes it home yeah <laughs> jenna ortega back 
Uh, she was good. She was fine. Uh, Courtney Cox, Hayden Panettiere, uh, Skeet Ulrich. That motherfucker. Uh, back That's for some, some, some visions and flashbacks. I just like saying Skeet Ulrich. Uh, but then a lot of the same kids uh, or teens that we recognize from uh, the last movie. Uh, also, we, we see some. Guess what, guess what Skeet Ulrich's real name is? Brian Ray Trout. What a bitch. What a bitch changed his name to Skeet Ulrich. His name is Brian Trout. Um, that, that that remains a large part of the story, obviously, that um, Sam is uh, the daughter of Billy Loomis. Um, I – well, I'll start with Ken Jack. Ken Jack, did you hate this movie? I, I Hate is a strong word because there are so many horror movies that get released every single year that are unwatchably bad, and this isn't even close to that level of bad. It is just not good, and it is not as good as Scream 5 or Scream 1, and it is – I think it it has – it committed the cardinal sin of horror movies, which is it ran way too long. Oh, my no God. No horror movie. Holy fuck. No yeah. horror movie should be two hours long. Not a single horror movie on the planet deserves to be that long, and this one is two hours long, very self-indulgent on a lot of their shit where it's just like – I think with horror movies, especially, and especially with like dumb franchise ones like these, you have to do like basically adhere to the kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid, way too convoluted, way too like assumptuous of that. Like the entire entirety of every audience is like keyed into every element of Scream, which they're not. A lot of people just go to horror movies because it's like a fun time, like, and that's why they make a shit ton of money. And just like, I don't know, nothing about this movie was like hyper impressive outside of like the kills look cool they were hyper violent yeah awesome some of the um other reveals like that that cop was spoiler alert the cop was always the bad guy that was the most obvious fucking thing of all time as was that other kid um but other than that like Barrera, i don't see it she can't act with her eyes which is like a similar problem that other actors overcome like pedro pascal not pedro pascal oscar isaac it just she didn't impress me ortega was just kind of there which is, I think, maybe more disappointing since she's become a bigger star. Uh, the rest of the supporting cast may as well have not existed. Um, and just, I don't know. It was, it's a movie that I would not recommend to anyone that is not a big fan of Scream. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's franchise movies. Like, you could say that, like, with um, Halloween, like the first Halloween movie. Like, I could recommend that to anyone. You don't need to have seen the first, like, the OG Halloween or whatever to, to enjoy that. Or other late horror franchise sequels where it's just like, the Hey, look, you don't need to be super keyed into this to get everything. You need to be keyed into Scream to, like, I think, fully appreciate um, Scream 6. So I ended up with, like, a 55 out of 100 on this. Not a big fan. Um, And just, I don't know. It was kind of a bummer. Uh, Because, like, I was... So yesterday, like you were saying, I watched it yesterday, and I was just like, oh, nice. I get to do a little... I don't know, not turn off your brain. It's because it's all meta and all that. But, like, get a nice little enjoyable horror movie. I'm sitting there for two, two hours and change... Watching these people be talk about Billy Loomis for two hours of like lore building. I'm like, I don't care. Show somebody killing someone. I don't know, man. Big time bummer. Um, or I guess not really a big time bummer because I'm not a big scream guy, regardless. But still, was not a fan. Uh, 55 out of 100 for me. I, I would. We'll, we'll prep the spoilers a little bit now. Now you said it. You also definitely have to very much care about Richie, who was played by Jack Quaid in the last movie. Um, there are just certain mm-hmm. things you just kind of have to care about in order for it to be like. To, to yeah. land for you, right? Also, 
Um, I know the else the 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 LCB Discord. Some people were surprised to see uh, the character Ethan was played by Spider from Avatar. Um, I think some yeah. people didn't fully realize that. Which also, he's the kid on the bike. Did not know that in Avengers Endgame that drives by that drives by Scott Lang when Scott Lang comes out of the quantum realm. You know the kid really? that kind of looks like what the fuck are you looking at, idiot? Like that kid. So he's just been in. He's the new Zoe Saldana. Been in Avengers Endgame and Avatar: The Way of Water. Give him his credit. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I didn't really I didn't really hate it. I do think there's a there's a I like again spoilers. I I kind of fuck with the idea that they, it was just a mess of ghost face, right? Like I, I kind of like that. I kind of like the setup for it. It does dive in like a lot into which that's kind of always scream though into like the lore and into you know I, honoring the past, you know the killers and and so on and so forth, which I enjoy to an extent. Though there was a little part of me that wished they would have detached more because I kind of thought that was what we were going to get with now being in New York. But it is; it's very much tied to the past, which. I'm not saying I'm shocked by it because we saw it's 100%. I think like almost borderline unenjoyable if you do not know everything that is tied into the past. Yeah, I would movie. agree with that. I would agree. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I had a good time with it. I'm not a run. Like the runtime didn't really bother me. I liked it a hair more than the last one. I, I thought I was about to love this because a couple people who I know who I trust a lot with their opinions, not that I don't trust them anymore. They said it was fucking great. And I was like, oh, shit, this could be like in the 80s below Scream. I don't love Scream 4, but I know some people like Scream 4. Um, I give it a 74. I, I thought it was very passable, very passable, like enjoyable, fun movie for what it is. Um, I, it's better I, I just, than the Scream 5? I, I kind of wish like they would have – kind of wish they would have just gone so, – say it again? So you like it better than Scream 5. You have that I, as a I, I still enjoyed it better than Scream 5, yeah. There was parts of Scream oh, 5 crazy. that I just didn't love. And I thought the acting in Scream 5 was way worse. Um, I think the acting was, I think, like almost a push, if anything. And like the fact that it was, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that it was a reset in Scream 5, right? Made it a little bit easier yeah. to like get that detached part. But like, and like they were a little bit more trying to get people into it. So it was like a, I don't know how to explain it, like a slow gradient into getting people back into back into like the scream lore world but like this one was just like hey you don't get it fuck you like you're out of here you, you i, I did still it, have it like a, the fun i was looking for in this though like I, I i still had that element but again i do i hope because they're gonna be another one i hope they they really detach but i don't think they will no. i don't think they're going to. no way I, I think it's gonna be just more and more about how bailey loomis is her like i just like she's clearly gonna become some sort of like I, I think she'll become like a straight up killer. I just, we'll yeah. see. I still enjoyed it. Like, I don't think it was awful, but I also, I kind of, it, it's odd to say that because like, I like it so much more than you can, Jack, but I also kind of thought it was going to be better than this too. Just the way some people were talking Me about too. it. Me too. Chris, the hype uh, for it was like out there big time. Chris, where do you land on, on Scream 6? Um, I, I'm in between you guys. I'm, I'm at a 70. I, I guess I probably liked it more than uh, you guys did though. I, I, I was very indifferent towards the last one. I thought it was okay. I thought it was serviceable, fine. I feel the same way about this one. I, I'm in a weird way almost more disappointed, though, because I really like the first half of this. I think that this movie and this series gets right what a lot of horror movies don't, which is that the characters aren't idiots. And I think especially now that the characters are adults, like you do. I like the core four. I thought that they were good together. Um, but the problem is, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm usually the guy 
who always complains about runtimes. And I'm trying to be better with that. But like by ending number seven of this movie, I'm just like, Jesus, can we like, can we get on with it, please? And yeah, twist was relatively predictable. Um, it's, it's biggest issue is just that it runs too long. I don't really have any, any out, anything like beyond that, that's overly critical. Uh, so, I mean, as somebody who's not a huge fan of these movies or, or not, of, I'm sorry, of just the, this genre in general, I, I think scream is the, the best of them. Um, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's, it's okay. I do. I legitimately really like the very tale ending and like, am intrigued by what they might set up with Melissa Barrera's character. Um, where do, you, you, where, where do you think it's like, are you are you cool though with them leaning super heavy into like the whole Loomis side of things, or do you are you hope that she becomes true like her own entity? Because that's kind of where I hope. Because I, I I agree with you. I pr- I prefer she becomes her own entity. Um, because I think, and we we've talked about this before. I think the ultimate end goal of this is that Janet Ortega becomes the main character. Like it just seems to make sense. So I feel yeah. like the idea of making Melissa Barrera the antagonist at some point in these movies is actually. I don't know. It's kind of even. It's something you rarely see. I feel like in a lot of these slasher movies, uh, they're so, going to yeah. do the fucking line. She's Barrera's going to be like, "I became the monster they thought I was," or something <laughs> like that. It's, it's the most predictable bullshit has ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> Gooch is going to get up and leave the theater now if they say that line because he's going to be like, "God damn it, Ken Jeff. You know they are. Like the second <laughs> I said that, you knew that was going to happen. I'll stand now up. And I cheer. am the ghost face. <laughs> and that's how I became gonna, Scream Seven. She's going to look into the camera and she's going to say, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. You guys are idiots. <laughs> this movie Gooch gave it a 95. <laughs> wow. No, no, I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 no. no. I gave it an 80. Um, so I am higher than you all. And I probably sense. liked it more than you all. Um, yeah, but probably. I, in, in, in defense of my score and uh kind of corroborating Ken Jack's point I am a massive fan of Scream like Scream is my the Shots. first Scream is my favorite horror movie of all time I think it's it's not heavy on the gore which I'm a big fan of cuz I'm a little bitch um <laughs> but it's very it's very smart intellectual it's funny I, I, I love that movie um I I don't I think Melissa Brea was was great in this like I think she the way they wrote her compared to 5 wasn't impressive they gave her a ton more to work with well, I don't think she's like great at acting with her face. I think she's a very physical actress. Like she's tall, she's big, she's pretty. Like at the very end, when she's wearing that white tank and she's covered in blood, she looks like a bloody Laura Croft. Like she looks awesome. Like, I thought her her performance was great. The Jenna Ortega stuff. I, my opinion on it is they did get a little sidetracked with her character and probably put in some stuff they shouldn't have. But I think that what that happened was they shot a bunch of scenes they probably weren't going to use and they wouldn't have used if Jenna Ortega hadn't blown up the way she did this past year. And once she did, they said, let's use these scenes oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you got to do what you got to do to sell the movie. And Jenna Ortega had a, had probably the line of the movie when she stabs Jack Champion or whatever his name is. And mm. she's like, now not die, die a virgin. virgin. Yeah, die a virgin. That was sick. Um, I'm also an idiot. I thought Kirby was the killer up until like the very end, until 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 the cop makes the call and he's like, She's she's gone off the grid, and I was like, oh no, she's he he's the bad guy, and that's and that's when the I figured second, it out. The second he was sit, the cop was sitting there with, uh, and like they took his car. I was like, oh, so he's a bad guy. Like it just like it felt like the most obvious thing, yeah, especially like, after yeah. they blamed her. It's like she's one of the old legacy dudes. Like no, I don't know. They also, uh, I kind of wish they would get back to Ghostface being kind of a bumbling idiot, like being able to be taken out by like 
fridge doors and stuff, like just kind of tripping over Dude, himself he, all the time. He was outrunning bullets. He was he was yeah. outrunning bullets. He was fucking Neo. He, he was a little too athletic. All all three, I guess, ghost faces were just a little a little too trained. If you know what I mean, like for a like you got to be a fifty five year old man, a like eighteen year old kid, and like a eighteen year old girl. Like it is, you're acting like fucking Usain Bolt. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the the, the double knife swipe though. <laughs> that was sick. Come on, when they stand up and they I both like, swipe it in unison, that was so over the top but awesome. <laughs> when they stabbed uh, Chad, I thought that part was really cool. When he's just sitting there, just kind of like murked. That's fucking cool. You can't you can't stab him like that and then not have him die, or at least have him in the hospital at the end of the movie, like in a coma. <laughs> like you can't just be awake, like going like core four, core four, like after being stabbed yeah. like, like twenty he times. Like, times. <laughs> he was the MGK of stabbing. Yeah, do you, do you eat up the TV kill five times as a fan. What do you eat up the TV kill as a fan? Oh yeah. And when I saw the TV, I was like, oh, shit, is Stu? Is Stu going to be in this? Because I thought there was a chance Stu could in. We talked about that when the trailer came out. I was like, this, this fucking makes sense that Stu's going to be here. I think Stu comes back next time. Probably. I think Stu comes back next time, and that kind of pushes that Billy Loomis storyline forward. Which, by the way, another thing I don't like. this uh, I did really like this movie, but we got to stop with the Billy Loomis visions. The visions? <laughs> Weird. Those are bad. I don't, I, I don't like them at all. <laughs> like, they're just so shit. Come on skeet gotta 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 get skeet paid there's another way to do it that like isn't that like just i don't know do it here's the other big question for you as a big stream fan what happens if they go and they pay and they bring sydney prescott back like you think she's done i I would have liked to see her in this movie but as like a she stops by new york city she tells them like maybe what to expect or like you know sends her wishes with them like i appreciate the way they explained it off by the way I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, she's going upstate. She's scared. The reality <laughs> is we didn't want to pay our actress, the, yeah. the king of our franchise. We didn't want to pay her money. That's why she didn't yet show up in this. Yeah, they're yeah, like the six times. She's just not into it anymore. I, she's just terrified. Now she just, randomly just decided she's out. I yeah. Mean, how much how much she could, could she have been asking for? Like, what, what's the number? Probably a like, reasonable amount of money. Probably yeah, pretty probably reasonable. It, it was probably for just the like scene. 950 mm-hmm. mil. Yeah. The movie the movie is clearly written for Melissa Brea and Jenna Ortega to take over the franchise. So I can't imagine Sydney would have been like an integral pr- parts of the story. Like she probably would have stopped by for a scene, which I would have liked mm-hmm. to have seen. Like I would have loved that. But yeah, hopefully they bring her back next time. And I hope it stays in New York City because I really like the New York City setting. Like the scene on the subway on the well, I took the one home right yeah. after that too. So I was like, kind of like looking around. That's cool. Um, all the different people dressed up for how like the Halloween setting was cool. Like you had somebody dressed up as the Babadook. I don't know if you saw it. Someone was dressed up as Samara Weaving's character from Ready or Not in the train, which was a nice little nod. I like that opening mm. with uh, with Samara Weaving. By the way, mm-hmm. that was that was pretty cool. And uh, old Flash Thompson, whatever his name is, the actor Tony Ravalari. Uh, Tony, yeah, yeah. Him opening up the fridge and the body being chopped up. That was that was gory as hell. That was metal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I had fun with it. I think obviously Gooch, the big fan, gives it an eighty. Chris, seventy. Myself, seventy four. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely worth seeing. It's, I'll tell you what. If you're picking between Scream or sixty five, Kendrick gave it a sixty five. 
Don't go see. Well, yeah, you pick between a giant pile of shit or a tinier <laughs> pile of shit. Which one are you going to eat? Things. Yeah, pick the tinier one. 65. St- I thought six, by the way. There's other movies Star out Wars. that are good besides 65, I'm sure. <laughs> 65 was starting to get, not Megan treatment, but 65 was starting to go kind of viral in some weird spots. Like it was, it was popping up like, look at this new dinosaur with Adam Driver. And I was like, oh shit, is 65 going to get this social media campaign? And be- No, the movie sucks ass. Movie. Apparently, the, they they don't talk to each other. Apparently, him and that girl like there's something where they can't speak to each other. So like, they're just no talking. Movie sucks. <laughs> it's like wait, you saw it? Is, I I we'll we'll talk about it. I have a theory that the producers of of Jurassic Park just found a way to make a shitty dinosaur movie to get people to like <laughs> that movie more. Yeah, nice dinosaur theory. Uh, I like that. I like that. So that's it. It's draft time. We'll in in the canon of this show. We'll have already done our Oscars talk, uh, but now we will do our Oscars draft. So we'll bring Kirk back in for that. This show sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right. Uh, getting to know yourself could be a lifelong process, especially because you know, we're always growing and changing needs uh, in the realm of whether it be set therapy or talking to somebody. Change not just year to year, but day to day. I'm turning 32 next. No, and this week. Turning 32 this week, and you know what I need to help my mind? Different than it might have been a year ago, five years ago. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Uh, sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react to certain things until we talk things through, and talking things through is very important. Uh, we've used BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a great way to easily find someone to talk to. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time you want, no additional charge. You don't have to go. That's a big thing. It's a bad excuse. Someone who's used the excuse before, not physically going to therapy is a bad excuse. Guess what? BetterHelp cuts that excuse out. You can just do it online. You can do a chat. You can do a video call, a phone call. It gives you so many endless options. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash lights today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. H-E-L-P. I can't spell. I need spelling help. Dot uh, com slash lights. Well, let's talk about some bad Oscar movies. Uh, Oscar bait draft. Um, we're going to talk about movies that had hype maybe going into the year, were built to be Oscar winners. D- either once it can have, it can have won an Oscar. Like if it won like a technical award, it doesn't count. Like, like that's, that's absolutely fine. But it didn't win any of the big awards. Maybe had hype beginning of the year. Maybe even got nominated, but was kind of a stinker. And you're like, how did this get nominated? Um, we'll start, we'll go. Uh, Kirk, what do you want to? Well, we'll let you pick. You want uh, pick one through five. Which pick do you want? How many picks are we doing? Out of curiosity, we'll do five each. Five each. Okay. Um. So, what am I? What are you saying? I can go win or where? Do five or four each? Is there enough to do five? You think? Let's do four. I think with with five people, it might be tough. Four. Okay. Let's do four. We'll do four each. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you asking me if I'm picking first or what did you say? Yeah. Which pick do you want? One through five. I'll go first. Why not? Okay. Well, if Kirk go first. Then we'll do uh, we'll do Chris, Ken Jackuch. I'll go last. Okay, so I'm up. Yep. Okay, so this is like the latest, I think, of the of this group that always, almost always, uh, has enormous hype, um, enormous fan base, and always fails almost completely. Uh, so, dear Evan Hansen is going to be the latest nice. one in this category. <laughs> oh my god! Nice. Oh my god! Wow. Oh. Absolute music. They 
they casted a guy who I think went to high school with Jerry Thornton. Uh, the guy who played him, obviously this guy who played him on Broadway. I don't ben remember. Platt. What, what's the gentleman's name? Ben Platt, right? Yeah. yeah, Ben Platt, who I think like like literally was one of the guys who made sure like Satchel Paige got in the Hall of Fame in like 19. Uh, so, you know, obviously, like, huge, great play, all that stuff. I understand that. Um, the minute you saw the trailer, you're like, oh, my God, this feels like a parody of a trailer trying yeah. to get people, you know, totally miscast. So dumb. You had Julianne Moore in it. Uh, Amy Adams was in it. Um, you know, this felt like go in. I mean, you guys might have other examples within this genre, but this happens all the time. I mean, I can list eight of them right now in the last 25 years where a huge beloved Broadway oh, yeah. blockbuster goes to the big screen and totally and completely fails. That came out. You guys can look it up. Cause I'm pretty sure about this. It came out about the same time as um, that wretched uh, uh, Sopranos uh, uh, Newark. movie. Um, Many Saints Newark. Yeah. Around yeah. there is, I think one was September. One was October. Yeah. So I was, I went to see uh, open that with my brother, Ryan, the Many Saints Newark. Um, and in the next theater, we were in Maine. We were doing a live show the next day. In the theater next to us was Dear Evan Hansen. And I looked at him, I was like, we got to go in for a couple of minutes. And we went in and it was like walking. And I, you know, it was like walking into a, like the funeral of like a child or something. It was just, <laughs> oh my God. Even, even the people there were just like, why are we here? And all of a sudden, uh, the kids started singing and he looks it, unbelievable. So uh, to me, that would be the first pick. Now I could have picked, like I said, six others there, but since it's sort of the most recent. Uh, I'm going to go with Dear We, we talked about this on the review. Great, he, nobody was more damp than Ben Platt during that movie. I don't know if they thought it made him look younger, but he was just looks soaking yeah, wet right. in that whole it, movie. It looked like, yeah, he looked like he'd been in like that thing that Luke Skywalker was in when they were fixing yeah, his hand like or whatever. Like, and he just, back he just came out of it. He just looked – yeah, he, he just – you're right. Like, he looked like he was always yeah. getting out of a shower. <laughs> he, looks like Paul, he looks like Paul Dano in yeah, all his early roles. Where he just looked more yeah. – <laughs> Uh, that's a really good pick. You know, I was thinking though, after watching that movie and from what I'd heard, I've, I've heard a lot of people say the play kind of stinks too. I've, I've heard a yeah, lot I don't of know. I don't know. No, I, I, I like, I like, I like Darren I like, I like the music too, but I mean, wasn't his, was uh, his dad was a producer on the, the original sense. Broadway production, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that was another big reason why people hated the casting was there was a hmm. nepotism element. Uh, okay. Gooch, uh, Chris, let's say Gooch or Chris next. Uh, I think you. I thought you said yeah, me. Then Chris. me. Then yeah, Chris. Yeah. Fire away. All right. Yeah. There's a lot here. Um. Oh man. Wow. There's a lot of good ones here. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a movie that's probably not great in terms of value because I feel like it probably would have fallen. But I know I say that X movie is the worst movie ever very often. Okay. But like more often than not, I'm being facetious. Uh, when I, I mean it, though, I think music by oh, Sia yeah. is <laughs> one of the piles of dog shit like ever. It was now, uh, ironically, it got nominated for two Golden Globes, which is just like holy shit, including classic, Best Picture. That's so classic mm-hmm. Globes. But even by their standards, because they nominated like fucking burlesque and shit. But even by their standards, that's rough. I mean, it's it's bad. It's one of those movies that is bad for all the reasons you'd think it'd be bad. I completely forgot until a friend of mine reminded me that like there's an AIDS subplot in the last third that gets like comes out of nowhere. Just a rotten movie made by a pop star's head got way too fucking. And then her naked. Twitter responses yeah. too, and people were like, "Why didn't you cast someone who's autistic for the role?" And she's like, uh, "Did you consider that autistic people are bad actors?" It's like 
Maybe, maybe a tweet you keep in your back pocket forever. Maybe that's one you, you don't send. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna cast somebody to play um, in autistic, well, I think it was a teenager in the movie. Like, you have to think more outside the box than the person who was in the chandelier video. Like, it's just it's it's, it's, it's yeah, so bizarre decisions. I, I'm not one to be like, oh, that movie is offensive. I was. I remember we were, we talked. We were like, I was like, I kind of got offended by that movie like it's it the is, closest i've gotten yeah for sure it's so it's it's one of the most out of touch productions i've ever seen with a movie um fucking yeah. bananas yeah that's a good pick music uh gooch uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to broadway uh piggybacking off kirk's pick i think I knew. this movie this movie got shit on endlessly and it deserved it mm. cats yeah. Uh, oh yeah cats and you can tell a movie is pushing for oscar buzz or big buzz by how early they dropped the trailer. That trailer was dropped like eight months, ten months before the movie came out. Immediately got shit on. They said they were fixing the cat CGI. They didn't fix the cat CGI. Those cats still had buttholes. Unbelievable. They were going for technical awards. They were going for music awards. They were going for acting awards. They had Dame Judy Dench in there. Idris Elba. Beautiful voices. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Like, none of it worked. It's one of those plays. People said it wouldn't work. I was like, well, maybe they'll figure it out. Tom Hooper. Good director. I don't love Les Mis. Solid movie, and it just stunk. Terrible, bad, bad movie. Bad. No, it's not even bad mm-hmm. enough to be funny. It's just like you look at screen. I you can look I, at screen cats and laugh and laugh. Like you can look at like little screenshots and be like, "Wow, that looks really fucking stupid." But as a movie, there's no scenes that actually make you laugh. Yeah, I watched that for the first time with a friend of mine, like during COVID, thinking, "Oh, this will be like we can just laugh at it." And shit. It's not. It's too fascinating to just laugh at in a weird way where it's every creative decision is so baffling that it's, it's a movie I would actually recommend you watch once in your life just to see like every creative decision. I Dude, think Taylor I Swift didn't even fucking advertise the movie when it was coming out. That's how she knew she knew oh, that yeah. she would, didn't do a single interview of press for that. What happens is every five or six of these, like Les Mis made a lot of money, won an yeah. Oscar, a couple of Oscars, I think. And yeah. so they think we can, forget the four or five horrific ones before and keep making them. And like, this is why Hollywood just not a lot of sabermetrics involved. So then, you know, the last four or five, but they'll, they'll just keep rolling them out. And eventually one will hit again. And they'll think, Oh, this mm-hmm. works. And I'll make four or five more. It just doesn't like, you know, if you're in a live theater, that just doesn't translate 95 times. I have a hundred to a movie. It just, it, a movie is a different medium, but they haven't figured it out when they have a piece of, you know, uh, intellectual property. They'll do whatever they can. Yeah, the, uh, the funny thing, too, is Les Mis almost got derailed because Russell Crowe had no idea how to sing. And it was just not a good thing. He Correct. was so no. bad. It was hysterical. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was funny, though. That's like one of those things you watch. And it is funny while you're watching. Like Russell Crowe watching uh, Pierce Brosnan singing Mamma Mia. That was also very funny. Mamma Mia. Yes. And then he had to switch to a reprise in the second one because like, yeah, we don't need any more of that. That was there's a clip on YouTube right now that's been out there for a while where Pierce Brosnan is being interviewed by a kid, a younger guy, not a yeah. kid, but he's in his 20s, who grew up in the same small town as he did in Ireland. Have you seen I this? Think so. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan kind of wells up. I'd mm-hmm. say I've watched that video 840 times the last three months. I don't know why. It just puts me in the right spot. He gets very emotional. He's got that great brogue. Mm-hmm. I love Pierce Brosnan. It, yeah. I, I, love, I love that video. I, I love that video. still looks so good. It's incredible. Especially when he has that beard going. My yeah. Good Lord. Um, Great. all right. Great. Best all right, I'm up. Um, I'm going to pick, I think it's a fairly easy one for me. Extremely loud and incredibly close. They made nine 11 movie 
tried to make a drama around it and the movie sucked ass. They got Tom Hanks in it, America's Dad. They were like, oh, this is going to be fire. It's going to get every nomination. It's going to get everything. And I think it got nominated for Best Picture or something, but like, and people got pissed yeah, about it and like, man, not a good movie at all. They were just like, that was like, I think, not a heat check, but it was like a, a studio or whatever saying like, hey, I think enough time has passed where maybe we can capitalize on this whole 9-11 thing in a drama and no, it wasn't very smart. And same thing with, um, but to a much lesser degree, what was the, the Robert Pattinson one? Um, remember me, remember me. Remember also, me. also with yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, his dad. Yes. The worst ending, the worst ending great ever. Ending. That's movie. such a great ending. I've, I've watched it every once in a while. It's incredible. Laugh out funny. It's, like it's the way they present it yeah. as a twist too. like that yeah, slow pan know. out. It's, it, it's, if it would have been, if somebody, if we would have found out years later that it was some like, we, we like Andy Kaufman like mm-hmm. performance piece just to see people get that like a Nathan Fielder bit it would yeah. have been genius like, yeah but they played I forget to um and Jeff you fooled me on the dozen with this recently the, the what's her name was in it too I completely forgot that she was in it um in extremely loud and incredibly close not Sandra Bullock, yeah. Sandra Bullock. I thought it was someone else um but yeah just bad movie no good would not recommend it to anybody uh and was just very ill conceived so extremely loud and incredibly close They also, the trailer was like, the trailer I think did, it had where the streets have no names. I don't know right. if that was like a try to, I don't know if that was like a play on Jesus. like the halftime show after the 9-11, Patriots right. Rams. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to like bring that back up, like that type of spirit. It was just, yeah, gross. Um, well, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get the movie that, that I, that I've talked about a bunch with this draft. And that's mm-hmm. Downsizing. Um, downsizing was was <laughs> it was going to be a darling at the oscars um the idea was cool the trailer was cool alexander payne movie matt damon Kristen uh Kristen wig was kind of like really moving out of the snl zone yeah christoph waltz is in it like it, they were like hong chow's performance is great like it was a movie that was going to be hyped up propped up we're going to get this great movie and downsizing was so fucking mm. bad uh, did not do well at the box office. Just, just a, an unbelievable dud. At this, after the Oscars, like IndieWire always puts out a list of movies that are going to be nominated next year or favorites. Downsizing was on that list for so long, and then people saw it and they were like, "This is horrible." Mm-hmm. Movie's terrible. Every year is that director who kind of is at his peak, or she, or at their peak, and they make that one. I mean, it happened this past year when they and they kind of have that whiff, and that was that because I love. Alexander Payne and you know Damon makes interesting choices. It seemed like a good pairing, but yeah, I, I've watched it. I wanted to like it, but it just it was just a heat check. Miss. You know, I mean, that's that's a uh, that was Chazelle yeah, this year, right? Yeah. You're trying to say, I think. I don't want to take any picks yeah. away from anybody, but yeah. but I mean, you know, I would say a couple of movies. Yeah, I mean, Bombback, and yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of happens where it just you know all year you you see these rankings, like Jeff said, you know, you'll see them in the next couple of days and whatever. I'm sure. What probably Scorsese's first right now, whatever. If Fincher is four or five, and one of these movies that are in the top five or six right now will absolutely suck. They because we don't know anything about mm-hmm. them. No idea. Yeah. Jeff, uh, when they were doing, uh, they were like introducing people on the red carpet or nominees for the acting categories, and they got the Hong Chow, and they're like, she got her start on like CSI Miami, and then like she's like, but she broke through in in the film world with her role Oof. in downsizing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, they could have left that one in the tent. Seriously. Um, so the next one I'll pick, I'm going to pick a, a big ensemble cast movie. 
came out in 2014. Um, he had just been attached as producer on Argo. Uh, directed Good Night oh, and then he directed Monuments Ooh, Man. Monuments Man. Yeah. George Clooney in that movie. I wouldn't say it's to the level of maybe like a downsizing, which is so clearly made for awards, but it was it was a cast of people who you were like, this movie is going to be yeah. fucking amazing. Clooney, Damon, Bill Murray, John Goodman, Jean Dujardin just yeah. won for the Oscar for Best <laughs> Oscar, <Actor>. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bob Balaban, yeah, and that Cape Blanchett's in that movie, and it it just was just an an absolute nothing burger, just a, a nothing movie. Um, I just think about movies like that. Like, when's the last time a human being watched that movie? Great question. Did <laughs> anybody watch that movie yesterday? Great like in the question. world, like I always wonder that. Like, somebody watched My Spent three days ago. Just like, <laughs> oh, it's I never seen anywhere. Where is it? What was it? Clooney is a director. He's done the impossible. He's gotten worse yeah. almost each time. Yes. You know, yeah. the second, you want to say his second movie is his best? Obviously, it's the one he was nominated for. He can't direct. Like, mm-hmm. stop directing. Just, just act. I like to watch yeah. him act. Lego oh, Leatherheads. Heads. Oh, yeah. That's Talk about a movie nobody's watched in <laughs> I, terrible. I, in terms of like Oscar bait and doing things that's so clearly to like get some interest. I think Christoph Waltz, great, great actor. And like, he's, he's awesome. Like, he just has a new show out. But like, him and Downsizing had that feel. But casting Jean Dujardin yeah, after yeah, he won right. for the artist, it just felt like such a, like a, look at us. Look what we're doing. Yeah. So I'll do, I'll do Monuments, man, with my, with my next pick. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I have a lot on my list that I really want, but I think I'll go with Babylon. I'll just take it straight up. I mean, Babylon. Anytime you make a movie that is about Hollywood, you are trying to win an Oscar. I don't care if you are, you think you are, you, th- you don't, yeah. you're trying to win an Oscar. And to make a three-hour movie sucking off old Hollywood, you you are just expecting it to happen. And that movie is maybe one of the most chaotic, overlong messes I've ever seen. That has, like, to be fair to the movie, a couple of very, very good scenes. The scene with um, Brad Pitt talking to Gene Smart, and awesome. The scene, like, with the whole movie set or where they do, like, the takes over and over again, awesome. But, like, man, dude, that that movie needed an editor, and it needed someone to tell Damien Chazelle, like, hey, no. Like, whatever you're trying to do right now, just no to this. Like, someone just said, just, just, he was too surrounded by yes men, I think. Um, and yeah, I just got to go with that great ensemble cast. It was my number one most anticipated movie of this year because Chazelle had not missed. Um, that cast was again just insane, and just everything about it should have come together to make an incredible movie. And instead, it was just this three-hour-long, absolute train wreck third-act movie. It was just it was it was rough. So yeah, Babylon. There's there's just too much great stuff in there for me to it's go, two great go things. towards. It's two bad. great things. There's, That's it. No, I think there's. I oh, think there's, there's a lot. Of- I'm actually with Gooch on this one. I, I don't. I don't love the movie either, but I. I. I I'm surprised I liked it. Also, one nothing. Kurt, where did you land on Babylon again? Yeah, it definitely has a. It has like a pretty decent sized sort of underground yeah. appreciation for it. To me, it was just like mm-hmm. masturbatory. I mean, it's fine. There's stuff in it that I like. Yeah. Um, but he's a guy now who I do think it is a point of his career. To your point, Ken Jack, where you need somebody to be like, look, like how long is Whiplash? Like- about an hour forty. Okay, like can we? Let's, let's give that a shot. We want to do. Let's do a movie. It's two hours and you know ten two two hours, an hour and fifty. You know, 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm officially a little concerned here that the ego is getting out of control. That's what I would say. You know, I, I, I yeah. there's stuff that I like, and I like, I actually think Brad Pitt was miscast in it. I honestly. did too. Yeah. Um, you know, he played Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, that feels like, like a Leo or even a Gosling. Like uh, yeah. I just, it just didn't, that didn't quite work uh, for me. Maybe that was why, but like, yeah, you could have trimmed, I don't know, 40 minutes out of it. I, I, I don't, yeah, there are parts yeah, that I liked, but I, yeah. I didn't, I don't think I'm going to go back to a lot, but I do think it's one of those movies that like 15 years from now, people, a lot of people will say this was like mm-hmm. totally underappreciated. I don't think I'll be one of them, but that's yeah, one I, where I he it. played, speaking of Leo, yeah, he that. played just a much worse version of Rick Dalton in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like it was just, it was just a shadow of that character. So maybe that's why I would agree with you. He would be way better on that role, but it would have been very similar. But yeah, just again, there are right. good things within the movie of Babylon, but I, I think not just me, everyone had this expectation that it was going to be like a top tier movie and it was going to win awards, do all these things. Because again, you make movies about Hollywood, that's what it's built for and just nothing. It got shut out. Yeah, that was, that was actually one of my bigger surprises from last night. That not winning score, that did kind of shock me. Same score as well. Justin Hurwitz had that in the bag. Dude, he ripped himself off. Is it, though? (laughs) Um, Real quick, I would argue Chazelle, you know, Kirk was talking about earlier. A director who, okay, great movies, I think has gotten worse with each film. With who? With Chazelle? Each film. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I like, oh, you probably like Whiplash more than, I like Whiplash, I think, is the best movie. The I think last that's probably relative to, to like that's tough because I wouldn't say that's like that's like what we just said with Clooney. Like La La, La I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Like he's, I, yeah. I, I gotta say, I got, I, I actually think first. I like a lot of First Man. Yeah, I do like First Man. That I like the landing scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I put this way. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, you can make the argument, I guess, Chris, but like he hasn't fallen off a cliff. It's, it's, it's a flimsy argument because he has. He's only really made mm-hmm. one misfire. Right, like if, if he directed his next movie is was great, you wouldn't be surprised. If Clooney's next movie was great, you'd be it was like a, stunned. With it's Lucas and um, uh, the whole prequel trilogy, he just had no one there to say no. Like every now, I think once you hit that level of yeah. like very early success with like a lot of good stuff, you need someone just right there in your corner to be like, "I see what you're doing. Don't do that." Like you, you're. But to my but but to my earlier point, like with with the sort of box office stuff, like you know, Lucas had directed and produced movies that made a mm-hmm. fortune. Like this has not happened with like oh, yeah. you know he's, like yeah. it's strange that he gets that movie. I, I, Babylon must a have lot. cost eighty million. I think I, I have no idea. Cost, I think it, yeah, it was like one hundred fifty mil to break even. It, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not going to happen. Like unless they're, it's, they're it's, spending it's that much to win happen. awards and it didn't win anything. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I'm up. I'm going to go back to last year. Another massive ensemble cast. One of the most anticipated of the year. Just ended up being an absolute stinker. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam was, and I've hated it more. The more I've gotten away from it, I hate it more and more. It it's just was boring so. as hell. And just, they tried to like fit in like a bunch of artsy close-up shots on their faces and they had linger on them. And it was just like, what are we, what are we doing here, David O'Russell? And I was like, Maybe David Russell is a piece of shit, but he directs good movies. Like, I, I love American Hustle. I'll defend that movie to the grave. But this movie, whew, <sighs> God, Taylor Swift. I go with Taylor Swift, back to back picks. Swifties get mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, t- Taylor Swift. I like the, the maybe read some scripts. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, let's, let's. Her and Harry Styles have the same agent. 
Another example, I think, of a director who's kind of lost his way, though, you know? I mean, this is what happens. Like, you know, he, he, he off to a great start, and now I think people haven't told him no for, yeah. I don't know, 15, 20 years. And, you know, and then kind of had a weird box office renaissance all of a sudden. And now, you know, it's it's kind of a mess. Jeez. And that was George a Clooney. Right? Yeah, George yeah. Clooney told him no. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that was on HBO. I think I watched it, and like, I half paid attention. It was brutal, brutal. Yeah, if I if I had to watch that at home, I'd fall asleep. That like awesome. the only thing kept keeping me engaged was the fact that I'd paid money, sat in a theater, had popcorn in front of me. Like if that that wasn't there, no, I would just shut it off, turn on South Park or something. <laughs> Chris, you're all right. Um, I'm. Uh, I feel like a lot of the movies that are on my list, they they. There's overlap there, uh, but I guess that makes sense. They're all Oscar bait. I'm going to go – I'm going to stay with this – well, yeah, I'm going to stay with this year, and I'm going to mm. go with Blonde. I thought Blonde was just miserable. Um, you know, it was <laughs> – thank you, Gooch. I know it was your least favorite movie I, of the year. I forgot I forgot about it completely. <laughs> I blocked it from my head. I did too, but until last night when I realized she did get nominated, and it's just like I think – it's a prime example of, I mean, just an all-time misfire. Like, it's it's one of those rare movies that has the distinction of making you feel unclean as you're watching it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and and again, I would be almost willing to be like, well, you know what? At least the lead performance is amazing. I'm sorry, man. I know every all the fans of this show think I hate her. I don't. I don't even think Ana de Armas is that good in it. Like, I, 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 I don't really feel like she got lost in the role. Uh, it's just a... When when the word creepy comes to mind to describe a non horror film, like you know, it's not not a good idea. Like that's what this movie is. That's a great pick. That's one of those movies you have to see it to believe it. Because if I told you that there's a POV shot where you're JFK's dick getting sucked off, mm-hmm. you would think I'm kidding. You would like not believe if someone told you that. You have to see it to believe it. Like yeah. there's CGI fetuses. Like what? It so many wild. decisions. It's wild it got made. It is wild that movie. Yeah, got it's, crazy. it's another guy. You know what somebody pointed out to me? Uh, yeah, Andrew Downing, guy. another guy's lost touch. So what somebody, yeah, what somebody pointed out to me was that the movie, for as long as it is, and it's insanely long, it never once highlights Marilyn Monroe's talent. Like it, all it is is it's just her getting beaten up, her getting abused. Like you rarely ever, at least, and I know that one's fiction, one is, but like in La La Land, or I'm sorry, in Babylon, you saw like Margot Robbie's characters, like why she became a star. In this, it's just like, was she famous? I don't know. I just, if you didn't know who it was, you'd just be like, God, this is brutal. It, it just never made sense. Why fictionalize a real life person? Yeah. Why not just make it's a not fictional even that. It's character? Like, it's why fictionalize? Because like, I, you can, you could get away with stuff here and there. Because even like the, even the Steve Jobs movie, right? The Steve Jobs movie, yeah. by all accounts, is not like really what happened in many of those things. But Steve Jobs right. movie is incredible. And they tell a condensed story, and Aaron Sorkin kind of explained that in a good way, where you're like, you know what? Like, I can, I can, I'm okay with that. Like, they're still telling the story, at least in a way that it was told, whether the family likes it or not, whatever. But like, this was just so egregious <laughs> and so fucked up. It's like, what the hell? It doesn't got to yeah, be Bohemian no. Rhapsody, but like, oh my god, which Bohemian Rhapsody was fucking fake too. So I don't even. Didn't, didn't social net social network's a great example of a movie that took yeah. a lot of liberties and for the better made it very interesting um kirk back-to-back picks okay all right <clears throat> uh back-to-back okay one of my i don't know three favorite directors of all time um 
I think the biggest movie star and probably the best actor of this century, uh, a writer coming off, I think, an Oscar. Uh, that'd be Jay Edgar. Ah, yes. Eastwood, Eastwood movie with DiCaprio, where if you go, I mean, DiCaprio is horrific in it. Um, Terrible. Can't be really I, bad in it. What's that? Can't do an accent. He can't is do a southern really accent. He's really bad in it. He has wow. this kind of, kind of voice where he's talking. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. The Great Army Hammer, who I don't think is going to be appearing <laughs> any film soon as a co-star. Uh, <laughs> Naomi Watts is in it. He didn't have any roles. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I looked at the IMDb page. It's quiet. Judy <laughs> is in it. I mean, it is. It, and it's just – how long is it? It's 137 minutes. It's in the theater. And this was, you know, as it still is now, when DiCaprio makes a movie, it's a big event. He's doing it with Eastwood. Uh, it, it's, I bet you, again, I don't know who's, who's seen the film here or not, but it's the one DiCaprio, like absolute can't argue whether you like it or not. Like I didn't like the movie last year, but this is one of these ones where it's like, it's just a whiff move on. It's another, it was that time when Clint would just bang out a movie every year. Yeah. Once in a while it was great. And then once in a while it was just a piece of shit. He didn't care. He was like 30 days ahead of schedules. Always. All right, let's make Jersey boys. All right. that sucked. Fine. Let's make, uh, uh, Sully, oh, be 300 million. Great. Okay. Let's make American sniper. Let's make that train to Paris movie. He just banged them <laughs> yeah, out forever. Where he, where he cast the real people for real guys. The- yeah. The wildest director of all like, underrated, insane director and fi- the, the biggest film fig- figure in the history of the medium, I think. And, um, and the movie just absolutely stunk. Like I, I, I it's, it's, it's a chore to get, th- I couldn't believe how bad it was. Endless. He's- Endless. He's a he's a single take guy, right? Like he he oh. doesn't like to do multiple takes, like and you can tell. I mean, that's the thing. Even the good Clint movies, these supporting actors, you can tell they're just like yeah. they're like, oh, was this this was like we're supposed to do this? Okay, and he, you can tell he's like, nope, let's go. Just, like, I've read just the stories. William <laughs> just Goldman, shoot the scene. <laughs> exactly. William Goldman <laughs> wrote this book about absolute power, the making of that movie, um, which he wrote. Eastwood directed. It's kind of a terrible movie, but. You know, like Eastwood ha- would be talking to a guy and they'd be reciting lines like Ed Harris or whatever. And they didn't realize that Eastwood was actually just filming him. He's like, nope, that actually works. That's natural. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. And I think he said they were like 18 days ahead of schedule. And that's why, you know, that's why he's Clint. There's no one like Clint, but that movie absolutely stinks. The second one, um, I think I'm going to go with is Concussion, which was <laughs> the, which was Tell the, the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the <laughs> last thing. I mean, this is a movie that like, had Will Smith, you know, again with the accent and looking different and just begging for people to talk about. No one went to see it. It was it was like it was like a school project watching it. I don't really know. You know, and I and I think there is a movie there, probably, like if it's in different yeah. hands. I don't know if if right, if Aaron Sorkin wrote it and somebody else directed it, and there was sort of a quick like look at them trying to do something as opposed to this. If it was, if it was a different movie. Yeah, right. It was, no, but, yeah, right. If David Fitcher directed and Aaron Sorkin wrote it, maybe it'd be good. But this one just did not. And it was like, at the time, it was like, oh, Will Smith's finally, he's been nominated a couple of times. Now he's going to get his Oscar for playing this really important role. And all that lasts is that, is that line. So, I mean, I think that's sort of two big stars. At the time, probably each, or maybe the, maybe Will Smith was starting to fade a little bit. But sort of the one or two biggest stars in the world just absolutely whiffing on these endlessly nine times out of ten dreadful like sort of biopics or hero movies where this one guy is going, you know, there's always a scene where he goes over to some, like in this movie, some former football player's house who's sitting there shaking and Will Smith like walks up <laughs> and kind of looks into the sky and is like, I have to fix this. And you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Dude, Will, Will Smith had a five-year run there where he took, a, he took a lot of roles like that. 
there, I mean, look, I mean, I have a couple Will Smiths on my list that I don't even think I'm going to pick, yeah. but like, yeah. And, and honestly, the one he won for, like, if it's ten percent worse, could have been that. I mean, like, if you look at the premise of that movie, that could easily have been a disaster. Easily, I thought it was going to be bad before I saw it. I, I just, but yeah, it's surprising. That's a good example of again of a liberty, like the, a tremendous liberties are taken with that story, obviously, and, and it happened to work. So yeah. Uh, is it uh, me now? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go with a movie that I think actually – no, it did get nominated for something. Uh, and then, But it's mainly known now for being mocked by a, a comedy film that came out seven years later. I'm going to go with I Am Sam. It's like it, Sean Penn in that role. I, I He did get nominated. I mean outside of the uh, <laughs> Gucci, something funny. I mean – it's the never go full. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right simple. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it's just so schmaltzy. And it bizarrely, I don't, I don't know when the last time you guys saw this, has like a bunch of shitty Beatles covers for the soundtrack. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is just weird. And uh, uh, which I uh, I think it's trying to connect back to his daughter. It's just a, it's just a rough movie, man. I mean, um, it's one of the, it's ironic Tropic Thunder parodied it because you watch, go back and rewatch the trailer, it plays out like, something that would would that tropic thunder would make fun of yeah we're, we're starting to enter a time in history even then where, I, where in the theater i was like this person should not be playing this role this feels very yeah. very very odd that this is happening i think michelle yeah. Pfeiffer is the co-star right is that right yeah she's his his lawyer right and then that was i think dakota fanning's like introduction she's like, to the world she's a, right that's right i think that's yeah right. but uh, yeah it's a rough one uh Goochman's, right? Or did you No, he just Am I up? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. Oh, okay. Um then I'm gonna go with Welcome to Marwin. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn, I wanted that. I wanted that. <laughs> One of the more powerful trailers I think I ever saw. Uh, the first time seeing it on a big screen, I was like, holy shit, this movie, Steve Carell is here to win an Oscar. This is emotional. And I look up the backstory, it's got a it's based on a book that's very popular, I think, right? based on a very popular book big director um, i'm like yeah i'm like this is this is going to be a hit and then you see it just like zemeckis none, man. Of, none of yeah zemeckis good lord i think that's that's what puts zemeckis in the grave yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a bad movie steve carell's got a few of these too by the way where he sneakily has been trying for a while to to break through as a very serious actor and I, i'm not sure it's in the cards from fox catcher solid after that fox it, was, it was rough yeah. sliding but like, uh, like beautiful, yeah. beautiful boy yeah, he kind of has that Robin Williams syndrome where he can get really schmaltzy with these sort of picking these roles. Yeah, that is a really was, good was comparison. He's his movies even have the Robin Williams piano in the background sometimes. Right, like Robin Williams could play that. Yeah. I remember seeing that trailer and thinking, like, what was the war movie he did with, with Brian Cranston? That was another one that, that? was uh, that was that put a bit. There was that war movie he did with like Brian Cranston and Last Flag Flying. That's a Link Letter. Was, was it Last Flag? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a Linklater movie, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. When he's that was Linklater? I think, I think it was. So. Um wow. that was a rough one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that's Zemeckis, Zemeckis, is in the, Zemeckis career. Nobody has a career like Zemeckis. It's insane. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> once he dis- once he discovered animation, his career would flush down the toilet. <laughs> it true. was unbelievable. The yeah. worst thing to happen to him. Was discovering animation. Like even flight is actually like Denzel's great in it, but it's actually uh, if you watch, it's a mess. Like it's it's a <laughs> yeah, total, it big it's time. It's totally really inconsistent. Yeah, like, you know, like makes, John Goodman's character belongs in a different movie. I do like right. it, but yeah, yeah. 
That's a good. That's a. I forgot. That's a good pick. I forgot. Mar- Welcome to Marwin. It's just fucking. Cre- it's just creepy. Creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. Fun. And they, and they marketed the hell out of it too. Like mm-hmm. I really, it, you was somebody was talking oh, earlier yeah. about like showing trailers months in advance. Like, I think it was cats. You were talking about good. It's like, they, they showed the trailer for this, like in the early part of summer for a December release. So, I mean, I'm willing to bet this thing bombed even harder than people let on because like they spent a ton of money marketing it. Made 13 mm-hmm. million in America. Oh my God. Oh my no, thir- God. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jeez. more than it deserves. Honestly. And then he, and then he way more. Then he turned around and did the witches with Anne Hathaway and Pinocchio. What a fucking what a run! God, was he a producer on Ready Player One, or is that just because it was called the Zemeckis Cube? Am I, am I inventing that in my he, head? He wasn't. Which I and I like Ready Player One. I think he unfairly gets some odd credit for Ready Player One just because they they reference <laughs> his name. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, Marwin! God dang it, I wanted Marwin. All right, Ken Jack, you're up next. I wanted Marwin too. That was a very late steal for me. Uh, okay. Let's do <laughs> fucking Marwin. This dolls, man. Um, <laughs> let's do. We were just talking about this before. Um, I'll do the post. The post was another one that was was definitely built to win an Oscar. You know, because I think that's a movie that like that was one like they looked at Spotlight right, and they were like, we could do that. We, we got this on the bag, and they're like, and it was just such a boring movie. Such an unbelievably boring movie to come from the mind of Steven Spielberg. And one of those things where, like, you, they put Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep in a movie, and they were like, it's in the back. We don't even need to try anymore. And it was just no good. That was not a good movie. It was very boring and uh, overlong. Not a fan. Uh, very disappointing. Kirk old, and I, that was the old Avengers, right? Yeah, old we talked Avengers. About Our theater yeah. clapped when Ken Jack and I saw Kirk and I. We talked about something in the Chicago dog walk we did the other day with right. the three of us. We're. Yeah. Top, top 10 movie of all time. I know it's your number one, All the President's Men. And I know this has nothing to do with All the President's Men, but it feels so close to it that it bothers me. Like it just – it mm-hmm. because that last scene, it's Frank Wills kind of like jiggling the door handle, seeing somebody broke in the water. And I hate how close it's kind of connected, and I just want, <laughs> I want the post to go away. No, like I said it reminds mm-hmm. me of the end of um, – the way Spielberg did was almost like the end of – like Rogue One, where they're like racing and <laughs> getting Princess Leia. The uh, you know what I mean? It's almost like yeah, like they're running. Oh my god, it's Watergate! <laughs> and, and like you said, it's true. Like old people in the theater are like, oh my god, this is the same thing. It's gonna be a Spielberg just can't. Today will be a nice and right, which again, be a nice normal with, day at the Watergate with, Hotel with, with us together in a pod. You're now sick of it because we've said it a hundred times. But it's insane that. One of his best endings is the movie that he probably I expected him to be the the most over the top obnoxious with, and that's the Fablemans. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Great ending, his best ending probably. Um, I'm gonna go with a with a gross movie, like like really, and it's it's oddly somehow worse than Blonde in terms of just like what are they doing? And that's Diana. Diana with Naomi Watts, Princess Diana, bad, and like. Mm-hmm. What family was? Yeah. Right. Oh, di- oh, I'm thinking the one with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Stewart. No, no. When we which was talk about better. bad yeah. movies? There's like bad movies. There's like we did this. We did the song and it's like with the new Jurassic Park movie. Like there's bad movies. This movie like is that whole other level of bad. Or when someone when when we talk about a movie because that's the worst movie I've seen all year. I'm like, well, you got to see more movies. Because trust me, there's things out there. Diana fits that bill. Diana <laughs> is so fucking mm-hmm. terrible, and just such a gross disservice to like 
Princess Diana, the idea of biopics, and it was crafted for her to win an award. And I think she got a Razzie for it. It's got like 7% of my yeah. tomatoes critics, 26 audience. I gave it a 12. Ken Jack gave it a 5. Diana was horrible. And now that that's to Diana. And I do think Kristen Stewart was very good in that movie. She and was. I yeah, wish she they would have made it more of – like I wish like – again, we keep using this. I wish like a Sorkin would have wrote that movie. Like someone wrote really great yeah. writing chops. But the Diana movies aren't work. Like they're not. They're not getting the awards they think they are. Um, yeah, not good. That movie was was brutal. That's who should win the Razzies to be nominated. Like they should nominate people for movies you know are going to be shit. It's when they go for it and they yeah. suck. Yeah. That's not the ones that should be nominated. Did, like, didn't Ana de Armas get nominated for a Razzie this year too? I think she did. Pretty sure, right? that happens once in a while. Yeah, yeah nominate for both. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is it? There's an actor that always shows up to receive their Razzie. I forget who it is. It might have been Bullock. I, I know forget. Sandra Bullock did. I think Halle Berry did. Too, Halle Berry famously did. And Tom Green, I remember from Freddie Got Fingered, rolled out his own red carpet. That was kind of funny. Um, that kind of rocks. Yeah. Um, last one for me. There's the Will Smith movie I want to pick, but I just don't feel like it has the, the oomph. Um, so I'm going to go with a movie that, I don't know, people I guess kind of like it. It's got like 70s around tomatoes. I mean, I don't think it's a horrible movie. But it's one of those movies that I'm like, why the fuck did this get a Best Picture nomination? And because of one reason, because Steven Spielberg directed it. Um, and this is a movie that was made to win awards. And it, it and I, just like Ken Jack cheered at Bull Baz Luhrmann going Ofer with Elvis, I loved when War Horse went for 0 for 6. I yeah. just really loved yeah, like War Horse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I it just that that's a Spielberg. Oh, like, don't do that, Spielberg. Like, don't do that. Um, it, it for me, it's just it's just like um, there's just it was adapted from a play that had just become very popular on Broadway. It was a huge right. deal in New York. It was very yeah. cool on stage because like they had the horses. They were kind of done in the same way they do like the Lion King on stage, but just an yeah. absolute lifeless production. And totally made to win Oscars and to like – that's such a classic like this is an Oscar movie. And I'm so glad that that movie waltzed in and did nothing. Um, and I, I, I'm I, sure it got mm-hmm. nominated over something that I wanted to have get nominated to. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was such a weird – Watching Spielberg a- do that – Watching Spielberg do that was like watching like Wolfgang Puck make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was just a, such a waste it's of talent. Weird year for Best Picture nominees too. You had The Artist, extremely yeah. loud and incredibly close. The Help, which has definitely not been well received. War Horse, The Tree of Life, which is you can Jesus. I mean, any good movies? I like The Artist. But. Hugo was nominated, which is obviously one of the weirder releases in in yeah. the career of uh, oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese. Just Midnight in Paris, which I still love Midnight in Paris, even though people have the Woody Allen effect. Moneyball. You're the big Woody Allen guy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do, yeah. Moneyball, the descend. I do like the Descendants. I was big oh, Speaking of Alexander Payne. But yeah, mm-hmm. why I was never – War Horse for me was just such a – ugh. Hate it. I, I probably like it more than you do, but it's a very easy movie to make fun of. Like it has – it feels like a parody of Spielberg and like trying to recapture that whimsy from the 80s. And it's like you can't – I once heard somebody say you can't make E.T. and have Elliot be 18, which is essentially what the fucking kid Warhorse was. So, yeah, not not great. Pass. On yeah, Warhorse always pass on Warhorse. Uh, that's my last pick, Warhorse. So there's there's a Will Smith movie I want to talk about before we're, at, we're done here. Uh, Ken Jack. Yeah. 
so there's one I want to pick that I'm not going to. I don't think anyone else will even have it on the list, but I'm sure you would remember this, uh, Jeff. Do you remember Mary Queen of Scots? Fucking hell! I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. That was going to be my yeah. next pick. Was that no? Was I'm that not picking Margot it. I'm not going to pick it. Uh, I'm not going to pick it. Margot, it's, Margot it's Robbie and Saoirse yeah, Ronan. Yeah. It's yeah, Margot. It's between three. That three one. That one was one where I thought that was going to be one of the best movies of that year because that was Margot Robbie opposite Saoirse Ronan about in a period piece. Like even if it wasn't going to be that great of a movie, that seemed like it was going to be like the Oscar front runner for everything, and it just kind of wasn't. Uh, instead, I'll pick. I'm between two other ones. Another one that I don't think anyone else would pick, which is Australia from Boz Lerman, that three hour long piece of shit um, versus oh, the one I'll actually pick, which is The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman, um, a movie that somehow made a whimsical story out of the guy that beat out the teeth out of a black woman so that she would pretend to be George Washington's nanny growing up. Uh, and that guy was singing and dancing, making all these songs, didn't win anything. And I was the happier man for it because that uh, that movie just just whitewashing out of or, or, or ball washing P.T. Barnum, one of the historically big pieces of shit was just hysterical <laughs> to me. It was one of the most bizarre moves in history. And everyone and like audiences ate it up. They love those songs and everything like that was a bad dude. He was a real bad dude. They acted like he was like cool. They acted like he, they were col- he was like collecting rejects because no one else wanted them. and He wanted to give them life. Like, no, dude. He's like exploiting all the freak shows to make him money and make him rich. What are you talking about here? Just, oh, I don't know. I forgot, I forgot you're stunk. an all time. You're an all time greatest showman hater. Oh, yeah. I needed that for the last one. <laughs> It can't, it can't be problematic. Zach Efron, Zach Efron dated Zendaya. They, they love that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was one of those. Oscar best song performances where, you, where everyone's like, let's fucking, then just doesn't win. I think, I think remember me, Dude, maybe. Yeah. P.T. Barnum saw an interracial kiss. He would like, get them like, <laughs> thrown in jail. Like you're going to be fucking shitting me here. P.T. Barnum, all time piece of shit. Uh, Gooch, you're up next. Actually, now, now that you've picked that, I want to piggyback off of it. Another movie that actually did win one Oscar for a leading performance, but I think is absolute dog shit took t- way too many liberties it is basically oh. rich white people. The movie. It is the Blind Side. Uh, oh, I, mm. I do not like the Blind Side. That movie is borderline disgusting uh, wow. in its portrayal. In its portrayal of Michael Orr, him walking in his bedroom and saying, "I never, never seen one of them before. Never had one of them before." What? I'm just. Room? Assault- no, I Dude, am. Just- I don't know if we talked about this, Kirk. I'm not a Sandra Bullock guy. Yeah, she's never been one of my favorites either. Gra- uh, gravity, there's no, and I, I love Alfonso Cuaron, but gravity for me, I've always had, and I like, I like it, but I've never, I know that if there's someone else in that movie, I would have loved gravity where like Bullock just, it's just Sandra Bullock to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kate Blanchett or mm. somebody. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, in that movie would have been better. Yeah. She's never really landed for me either. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, I mean, that movie. If that got made today, it would get crucified. Totally. Just be like, what yep. the hell is going on? It's true. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. That, I feel I feel bad for Michael Orr because like he's come out like he hates it, right? Yo, he hates it because it like just portrays him as like the biggest victim, like an idiot of all time. And yeah, like, oh, they, yeah. Like, they almost like like it's like roots or something. Like he's never <laughs> been like in yeah, America. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm stupid. What's a bad Creed Three just beat it though, which was nice. It was nice that I like that Creed Three kind of just 
took took some records away from it, and yeah, that was that was good. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not gonna give any spoilers because I know people watch this, but I, we talked about this. There was a scene I liked Creed three. There was a scene in Creed three that I think might be the worst scene, not in the history of film, in the history of entertainment. Even like people filming birthday parties, anybody's ever filmed anything, I think has the worst scene of we'll, all time. We'll throw a spoiler tag. I think we talked about it on this podcast. I referenced that it, it's it, the death scene. Yes, it's. What the fuck is what the fuck is going on? And here? I know like, that you you love the Rocky movies and you like this movie and you like the Creed movies. Yeah. I said you just didn't like it. I said our other colleague who loves these movies as well, just as much as us, Brandon. Love that scene, but there's the footnote of he's a massive Cosby Show fan. <laughs> well, Brandon is yeah, a, of course. Brandon's not a massive Cosby Show Still fan. Still is he's a massive Bill Cosby fan. That's what I would say. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, more so in the last ten years. But yeah, yeah. I would. Say, <laughs> I, I, it's it's whatever. I mean, yeah, but, it, it, but I mean, it was. It's a good movie, but that's an unbelievably bad scene. But yeah, the, the, that's a that is a good pick. I wouldn't have thought of that movie. That's a good yeah. pick. Ugh. She won for that. She fucking won for that. Well, in, a, in a good mm-hmm. year, too. crazy. It was like Meryl Streep for like Julie and Julia, and I think Carrie Mulligan for an education. Uh, you had the girl from Precious. Mm-hmm. Like there was some powerhouse performances there. Wasn't she with that Her, guy who was like a motorcycle guy or something? Yeah, was Jesse stuff. James? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was he her date at that? Time? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, she Jesus. Was, the the voters were blinded by her her white pants. She was running around on the football field in. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. She wouldn't take any shit. That 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 woman. Nope. <laughs> any shit. Good lord. Uh, it shows how much things. It shows how much things have changed because when that movie came out, it was it, in terms of mainstream audiences, like you know, west side of Lansing, Michigan audiences, they fucking loved it. They it was a huge, oh, huge phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Huge yeah. book too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, for my last pick, I'm really glad this fell to me. I don't think it's the most memorable of the actor tries to get an Oscar and fails movies, but I think it's probably the worst. And that is one Gotti starring John Travolta. Um, oh, don't believe is that supposed credits. to be an Oscar hopeful though? Much <laughs> a lot of buzz around that one, Chris. Yeah, I was like the buzz was that high. But coming in for him, he—that's that's that's a fair point. It did come out like July, but um, I just—it was that, and then the next movie he did, the fanatic, where it's like it's him. I'm really trying to stretch as an actor, and uh, it's just one of those. It's like a Mad Libs of a movie. It's like a movie directed by Turtle from Entourage, starring John Travolta as no, 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 it's E from Entourage. Oh, that, that's right. Yeah, no, it was Kevin Conley. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, um, but uh, with with Pitbull, Jerry, like, Jerry Farrar would have done well. Yeah, dude, the Pitbull, the scene where the Pitbull plays while they're they're out, all these Italian dudes are out grilling in the '80s and like their street, and it's just like Mr. 305 rap song blaring in the background. Like, what what was the thought process there, Mr. Kevin Connolly? I'd love to know. I yeah, like I was, I, uh, so I'm in an age where I, I uh, always rooting for Travolta. I went, I suffered through the downtime, loved the comeback. I'm suffering through. Like I saw him last night. I'm watching him. He's crying. I'm I'm getting emotional. I'm like, does this mm-hmm. guy have one? Is it possible that somebody the right direction puts him in a role, or is he just too far gone in like Bizarro World now? Is it? Is it he's, he was good in um the OJ he, the OJ thing. He was uh, pretty solid. Yeah, right, right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, playing uh, Robert Shapiro. Yeah, that's true. He, mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to stop debuting a new face every six months. It's not good. Like. I don't know. It's the, work, it's the work in here and like on yeah. his eyebrows. I, and his, <clears throat> I actually, I we said creepy. this last night. We were texting about the about the Oscars, and I said, and I and I, I kind of pull it back a little bit because obviously he was very emotional in that moment um, over introducing. Which I mean, I'm I'm sure he Olivia, glad to Olivia do. Like, yeah. man, this is a brutal thing to have to go up and do. 
but he is like the the he's the forever clubhouse leader of weirdest human in in Hollywood. No question. No <laughs> question. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No question. But like, I love movies. Adele Dazeen. <laughs> from Frozen. Wickedly talented. Yeah. And then the um, next year he came back and apologized and somehow somehow he made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came back and said, I'm sorry. Dude. Um, I love him, man. I love John Travolta. Kirk, last He's an anomaly. By the way, in memoriam, not mm-hmm. including Charlie Dean. What, what are we doing? One of your best pictures. One of the leading stars and yeah. one of the best picture nominees. Just nothing for her? That was kind of weird. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm up, right? Last pick? Last pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had a couple that I was going to go. I'll, I'll go with, again, not particularly memorable, but another example of these horrific, like, weird biopics and, like, uh, a star who just won. And we mentioned this guy, or the other guy, or the co-star, but the star who just won an Oscar and everyone's kind of likes her, so she, like, just has a different haircut. It's the completely forgettable Battle of the Sexes movie with uh, yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Louis good G. call. King Bobby Riggs movie, which was so. There was actually a TV movie with Holly Hunter and I think the late Ron Silver. And it's like 50 times better. It was like, this is back when Lifetime made like shitty TV movies. Much better. Like Emma Stone like has a haircut and there's literally scenes in the movie where Billie Jean King is struggling with her sexuality and like a, a woman walks by and she basically is like, you know, maybe I am attracted to women instead of men. They're just yeah. telling you everything the whole time. And, of course, Carell's way overplaying Bobby Riggs. It's just, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. It's terrible. But it's another example of, like, at the time, everyone's like, oh, this, like, Emma Stone, this is her moment. Like, she might win another Oscar. And it's like, nope, this was terrible, awful, fucking forgettable vomit. It's a good thing she got things back mm-hmm. on track with burnt. <laughs> That's true. It- I had two. My other, or, 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 is that was that the last pick overall? Yeah. Not? Yeah, are we doing four yeah. or five? Four. four, right? Okay, I had four. two. The other uh, two were Emma Stone again. I had two Cameron Crowe movies. I had Aloha, Aloha, and oh. rough. Elizabeth wow. Town, which was supposed to be a big Oscar movie, and then all the yeah. other all the other musicals. You know, pick them, Phantom of the Opera, whatever you want. Yeah. They're all there. See, that's another one. George, fucking, they didn't realize Gerard Butler didn't know how to sing. They were just like, <laughs> yeah, well, you'll just make him the star of our movie. Just, just a weird move. <clears throat> Massive problem. The, the Will Smith one, seven pounds, people always talk oh. about. <laughs> that collateral beauty, I think, is way worse. That's the Kate Winslow one. Oh, right? yeah. There's a bunch of Helen Mirren, I think, is in it. Where they're like Kate ghosts. Mike. Like, it's just it's yeah. weird. It was like Kate, Kate Winslet, the reader. Did you guys? Oh. Did you guys ever see that? Where she's an ex not She's an ex Nazi. She, she, she won for that. Yeah, it's her only Oscar. In that movie, it cost the Dark Knight a Best Picture nomination. The Reader was also mm-hmm. well. The Reader was was the year that also Australia. There's another one. Dog shit movie. <laughs> did mention it before. Um, Happy I radio. Before. That was <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was a bad year. <laughs> Dude, radio, dude, is, radio might be worse than I am, Sam. Actually, I, th- I think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least everyone tries I harder right. than I am, Sam. <laughs> dude, okay, this is a very uh, radio. You should you should pick radio retroact. I, I think you should put that. In. Radio is <laughs> that over Gotti. Radio I, is a great. Uh, the uh, <laughs> radio. This is which I. I guess this this will forever now be his his final pick. But the movie my dad I guess took to the grave the most boring movie of his life, The Mule with with Clint Eastwood. 
I'll never oh, like not, not all of it. I don't agree with that, but okay. People, I don't want to disagree. I don't want to fight with your dad, but I like the mule. You like the mule. Yeah. It's it's old likes- Clint. And I actually, you know what I like about that? I like the Bradley Cooper, like like it was like I love Clint, so I'm just gonna do this role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I that's like fair. Like I'm uh, like I'm always a Bradley Cooper guy after that. Now you want this. By the way, we might as well pick this Bradley Cooper movie, I think. If we had to right now make a draft of which movie in the next couple of years will be in this draft, this Cooper movie coming up looks like a real candidate. Wait, what is it, it again? Like it's it's the uh, Leonard Bernstein they're, movie, right? Yeah, they're filming mm-hmm. literally out inside of, yeah. outside of my apartment. Like, right. which feels like it could, it, maybe it'll be great. He'll prove me wrong, but boy, this feels like it could be a future candidate. Like, House of sure. Gucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was on my short list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Amelia. Yeah, that was on mine yeah. too. Okay, we're we're on the yeah we we the Amelia Earhart movie really. What bad. was that? What was that Andrew oh, Garfield movie that came out right? two years ago? Uh, Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, Tick Tick Boom would probably be on there for me. Like it was like not a bad movie, but that's one that was built to expressly win. Yeah, the Goldfinch. Uh, the Goldfinch. Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. Oh, Goldfinch was bad. Um, and then two that are not as like known. This one's a weird one. This one was like downsizing in terms of it was on every top. Like this is going to be nominated. It was. Again, this is a movie. I don't know if people have seen this. Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk. Yes, from- oh, that's nice, nice. Uh, that's Ang Lee. Yeah. yeah. Ang, he, and he did it. He It was before Gemini Man. <laughs> and he had like the frames per second thing going on. So it looked really weird. Um, and then <clears throat> last one, the one from this year, which is amazing when you think about it. The sea, like I get, like whatever you want to call it, the sun after the father came out a couple years ago. Yeah, oh, and then oh so bad. Put in the that. sun, and the father was so good. Yeah, the what? father was so good. Yeah, it's incredible. Billy <laughs> Lynn's long halftime walk has to be one of the worst titles ever. For a movie. Oh man, That's that was on my list. Movie. The one, the one that you did not say. There was only one that you didn't say, Jeff, uh, or that wasn't drafted. You remember the movie The Soloist with Robert Downey Jr. and oh, yeah. Fox, where like yep. it was it was supposed to come out, I think, at the end of two thousand eight, and this yep. was like when Robert Downey Jr. was the king, like it was right after he did Iron Man and right after he did Tropic Thunder, and that movie is so schmaltzy to a point where there's literally a scene where a guy is playing the violin and doves fly like behind him in some beautiful moments of, yep. of, of majesty. So yeah, not a very good movie, not, not horrible. And that's why I, I, I didn't pick it, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The, the only few that haven't been brought up a hillbilly elegy. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Fuck that bad movie. Uh, judge, uh, another RDJ, mm-hmm. RDJ, Robert Duvall. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if they were trying to go for Oscars with this, but the way they shot it, it felt like they were, our, our our good boys, the Russo brothers, their movie Cherry. Uh, Ooh, Cherry, oh yeah, that that came out already. There's <laughs> a whole there's a whole Rob Williams division. Like if you yes. want to go back, oh yeah, Francis Ford Coppola directed him in a movie called Jack. Jack, where he is like yeah. almost like a Benjamin he's, like, he's like ten years old. It's so fucking Cosby's in that movie. It's so fucking. It's, is he? Yeah, and, and, and Jennifer Lopez, Lopez is like one of her first roles. It's his teacher in the movie. It's just it's he had, he had like a Patch Adams. He had this weird like five where he just kept doing yeah. these things. What dreams may come? Yep, yeah. it was like the worst version of Big. That's all I remember from Jack. It was a significantly worse version Terrible. of Big. I, 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 honestly, I think Radio is actually the like the best pick in the whole draft. And I wasn't even taking. I, Damn it! I can't encourage <laughs> people to watch Radio enough. It's incredible. <laughs> like it's amazing to watch. The first time I saw the trailer, I was like, "This is really happening." Jeff, do you right remember after, mm-hmm. right after the uh, right after Jerry Maguire, probably right? 
uh, three or four years removed. But yeah, that was him going. It was him going for Oscar number two. Yeah, he went all. He went all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember I had a football coach, and if you did something stupid, he would call you radio. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the Jesus. impact of that movie. <clears throat> uh, uh, that's it, Kirk. Thanks for joining us. I let me know if, if you're hanging on the couch tonight and, and you're 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 just sitting there and you go, you know what? Throw a monuments, man. Give it a oh, watch. I feel like it's uh, ultimate. We'll probably all get together and do a, a you know a watch along at some point. Yeah. I would think. Mm-hmm. I would watch for. I would do. I would do a radio watch along at some point. <laughs> that I would. We oh, talked yeah. about. So we have talked about coming up to Boston, doing a a a, a live watch of a movie with with your fans and kind of our fans are in Boston. Wow. Uh oh, we might <laughs> we might. Have heard of them. <laughs> Yeah, it could be, be radio. radio yeah, it could be radio. Time. We'll do double feature that and I am Sam. We'll go back <laughs> yeah. to back. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Kirk. Uh, that's it for this episode. The Oscars done. Uh, for Kirk, Chris, Gooch, Ken, Jack, I'm Jeff. Do we'll talk to you. Yeah. Have a good week at the box office, folks. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply.
should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.